Oh, I don't have any show notes or anything. Wow, we're going to free ball. Yeah, this is a freestyle yeah, episode, yeah. episode, you know what I mean? Impromptu Tuesday evening type of thing thing. What's that? I can't even ask questions. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that's why we want you to be the guest host, Aaron. Shit. Shit. Right. Shit that's son. the plan. That's why I'm in between the two sides. Me and, right. late, me and later ambiguous Head in our role today. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yo, these are bad for you. Like, don't drink them. Coca-Cola do energy drinks? They do now. Product placement. So this is episode 84 late? Indeed, indeed. Ah, yes. Episode 84 of the Mega Late Show, the number one Ooh. hip-hop and dope culture podcast in the world. Wow. Ooh. Oh, I was supposed to say. I did sample that. I did sample. Wow. <laughs> there it goes again. First off, classic SP. You hear? Did, no, but did you hear that drop out for a second? Uh, we yeah. are recording. We are recording. Uh, okay, but yes, episode eighty-four of the wonderful Mega Late Show. This is an impromptu Tuesday evening recording that we hooked up because of our good guy Aaron Cholai. Hello, Ooh. sir. Hello, hello. Thanks for um, yeah, coming in to work on a Tuesday, guys. Appreciate it. And no worries, man. I'm off this week. It's late. They had to move the schedule around or something. Yeah, Thank it's all you. good. Sorry. Late. Also on a bit of a summer schedule. No worries. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Did you notice my beach glow? Yes, yeah, son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look bodied up, ready That's to uh, right. You got your manny. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, my nails are done. You know yep. what I mean? It's fucking wonderful. <laughs> but 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 yes. Anyways, uh, Aaron, thanks to have you, man. I think everybody should go back and listen to the episode we did with you, like Indeed. a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that it's been about a year. Like, and then there was the one we did with Ali, um, uh, Shahid Mohammed. Yeah, yeah. And that was that must have both those were summer because I just remember sweating my okay. ass off around. True indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been quite a long time, but it's good yeah, to man. have you back. What have you been working on, man? Did you ever do that project that you were working on with Kojo where you're going to do the uh, the Shinto origin the story? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that. We performed that in February at the Arts Center in Melbourne with the Australian Art Orchestra mm-hmm. and then uh, a couple of shows in Adelaide as well. And uh, with that recording's coming out next month in September. Are so. you going to perform that out here, though? think so there's some talks about it like it's a you know it's a lot of money to bring the art orchestra over here and stuff right. like that so they're talking to a couple of arts festivals and shit word but we'll see i, I mean i could a, i could freak like the triangle if you need that as you know part that you of can your freak it. Yeah, yeah, Orchestra. yeah 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 let's, let's do that mega yeah sure freak <laughs> it. You, to. you know yeah. what they say about the triangle right it's nah. a lot harder Strongest than it looks. Uh, triangle's yeah. the hardest instrument to play. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I was trying to tell him. The <laughs> yeah, level yeah, yeah. of difficulty. Yeah, I'm, I'm just there. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. I'll just rewrite the whole thing and structure it around the triangle. The triangle. Nice, yeah. nice. Whip it up. I like you did that. it, Mega. You know, I told you that me and Aaron were really good friends, man. He wasn't just a podcast guest. He's a good <laughs> friend of mine. Come on, son. I don't. I feel like... Look, maybe you guys. I I, I kind of want you to admit that like where this is more. I'm not just a guest. I'm never. No, a guest. you're you're a member of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I'm just not here MLS every week game. like you guys. And actually, this is only my third time. I think so. But I feel like, you know, I've got a stake in this, man. You do. Yeah. We 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 consider you a member of the podcast. You. We incorporate all <laughs> past guests 
unofficially monetarily into the MLS. No, no, no. But I'm saying I'm above them. He's in the he's in the prime team. Oh, he's in the prime team. Yeah, yeah. If this was Patreon, he would get like a a lunch date with us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mega does talk about kicking it with you and rolling Brazilian style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got Mega and I got to roll. Does rolling Brazilian style Only thing Aaron's been doing for like the past like year has been rolling jujitsu. So I'm not trying to get choked out by him all day. I've been going hard, man. I, I got put unconscious twice this morning. Oh, well. <laughs> what is that? He got he got choked out twice I got this morning. Out twice. What, like, what did he catch oh, you with? Conscious. I got one das choke. Um, That's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. When you, fuck if you get. Do you ladies know about these these hyper masculine attacks? I know I know a bit about them. Oh, okay. I don't think it's hyper masculine. Ah, uh, you're right. I mean, like one of the uh, the girls that rolls where I roll is four time black belt world champion right like uh, you, uh, co- combat though combat in general is a little bit more of a masculine trait would you say not no? these days to i did be combat for like 12 years of my what did you do i did a style called zendukai which is like a thai style of martial arts oh, okay Jesus. Mm. it's like muay thai draws mm. on that but it's like freestyle kickboxing there we go god mm. damn. speaking of these you you got got those hands yeah <laughs> i just want to state for the record she threw elbows at me when she walked she in did so I hey believe you it. initiated yeah, that yeah. <laughs> the eight limbs I'm just eight defending limbs. myself yeah straight up and down <laughs> hey uh, speaking of these voices that people hear in the background that are not sure who they are just yes, yet yes, yes, Aaron yes. can you introduce our guests today these are friends of yours yes yeah and friend- friends of ours now yeah definitely um so the reason why we, we all decided to come in today and hang out a little bit is because um, El Shimada, who's a good friend of mine from Australia. Are we? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, hold up. <laughs> Get personal real quick. Um, yeah, El and Abby Howlett, who's also become like a new and good friend, I would say, um, mm-hmm. uh, out here in Japan doing a tour. Dope. And um, Abby leaves to go back to Australia tomorrow, so I thought before that happened, it'd be very, uh, you know, a good a good thing for the music community out here to hear a little bit of you know what they've been doing recently yeah. and, and some of the music they're making or what moves they're doing out here. Because I mean, not only is it incredible music, I think, and they're both two very talented and special musicians, but there's this thing that sort of seems to be continuing between Tokyo and Melbourne like over the last few years this kind of relationship mm-hmm. of the music scenes I don't think there's too much similar like culturally between the two cities but somehow the music scenes have this kind of shared I don't know like culture that I don't think any of us expected and there seems to be this kind of exchange that keeps going back and forward so Dope. Kinda, Dope. yeah I'm around that a little bit and you know I think if there was two people that were going to represent what is like what connects Tokyo music and Melbourne music together? It would be these two guys. Oh, that's a very, very powerful yes. endorsement. Indeed, yes. that is a powerful endorsement. Mm. And um, when Aaron hit me up, I want to say like last Friday or last yeah, la- last days, week, yeah. couple couple days ago, um, he was like, "Hey, I've got some folks that are out here that are tremendously talented, and I was Thank wondering you. if if you have any time, it would be cool to get them on the show because I think you would super dig it." And uh, he sent me the name, and I did my little Googles, and after hearing the music. I was like, yes, undoubtedly, I will move around my vacation schedule Aww. of doing nothing and playing <laughs> video games to make time for you, a wonderful ladies. Bless. And the I hope music it's as exciting as um, video games. <laughs> a, a little better, I gotta say. I gotta say, Thank it's you. much better. Your Thank music you. is 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 really um, interesting, kind of an avant-garde jazz 
uh, electronic hip hop type of vibe mm. that with some really incredible vocals mm. and just instrumentation. And so I want us to share that with the folks that listen to the Mega Late Show Thank you. around the globe. I should say. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just gonna well, nod in agreement. No, the, yeah. we, we're well, hitting well. several countries at this point now. True. Very yeah. nice. N- no advertisements. Did we get most of the continents yet? Yeah. I haven't checked. <laughs> I haven't got, checked. You guys uh, got that Port Moresby market? Got, got that Papua New Guinea market? Mm. Yeah. I think we made it, maybe got a listen there once or twice when we released your episode. So thank you for locking down you, that <laughs> demographic for us, you know? <laughs> Yeah, connection. we've got some we've got Set some scientists out in uh, Antarctica <laughs> who have been listening to us. Uh, oh, yeah. Strong uh, king penguin demographic. Mm. Uh, king penguins. Yeah, yeah they, they love the show. They, they love the show. They have a lot of time on their hands. Late actually, he actually does very well with uh, the bird market. Oh. The birds love late. Oh, shit. Well, well, I'm not sure what it is. Some people are just I went to bird school people. and studied bird law. <laughs> you wouldn't oh. know, but it's, it's very different from regular okay. law. Yeah. Yeah. But um, let, let me go ahead and let um, both of you ladies introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about where you're from and kind of maybe what you do or your favorite sure, Arnold Schwarzenegger sure. movie. I don't care. Put anything in there. Do you want to go first? Or? Thank you. So my name is El Shmada. Um I make beats, um, play violin, bit of synthesizers. I kind of do whatever that sounds good and try and make it sounds better. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, about a year ago, I formed a band, which includes Abby, one of my like musical soulmate, soulmates, uh, and uh, Zulu, another vocalist, uh, Fenris on keyboard, Lucky on drums, and a bassist, Matt Hayes. So it's a six-piece band, uh, sort of interpreting what I make on, you know, computer SP4 for what sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a year, we've formed such a like strong bond, not only musically, but as culture, culturally, we're from all over the, yeah, the Grove and like, you know, meeting in Melbourne. And so we, we learn a lot about each other, like each other's music, each other's culture, each other's where we are in Melbourne. And it's always been my dream to bring them back to Japan, you know, because this is where I'm from. Um, I grew up in Tokyo till 15. And yeah, just a timing and everything aligned that we just finished the tour. Um, Kyoto, Osaka, Nagoya, and Tokyo. Nine shows all up, was it? Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'll pass it on to you. Thank you, thank you. Next. <laughs> um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I want to hit an applause wait, draw for Elle. Did we get her full name? Give it up. Elle Shimada. Elle Shimada. Mm. What part of Tokyo did you grow up in? Uh, in Shibuya. Oh, yeah. see, that's cool, man. Mm. I feel like I feel like that's like one of the really dope places. If you say you're from there, it's like, yo, I grew up in Brooklyn. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, you grew yeah. up in a place that yeah. is well, really rich it, culturally, so, you know? Yeah. It sounds rare, but it's not rare at all. There are no. like three million of yeah. you all yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say so, though, like I came into my creativity a lot more when I moved to Australia and I moved to like a rural part of Australia. Mm. And I was always like super stimulated in Shibuya that I just didn't feel like I needed to output anything, you know, mm. like mm. it's going to cool shows and cool fashion like cool everything i feel you and when i went into like you know maybe 
more neutral space with nature and everything yeah. I was like okay I gotta make my own fun and mm. like that's when I started really drilling into like drilling into sorry my my art and mm. yeah and Were you doing the as well working holiday no I went oh uh, uh, when I moved I was 15 so I went exchange and I was like I don't want to go back home and oh. you know three years past five ten and I'm still there you know <laughs> what, what part of Australia um now I live in Melbourne but I moved to Byron Bay which is a rural beach town mm. it's like it's like tiny Cali if that makes sense yeah what state is that Byron Bay uh, New South Wales. Okay. You don't know anyways, do you? <laughs> no, Leigh was out there for a yeah. little bit. I lived in right? WA for like really? half a year. In oh, Melbourne for a few months. Beautiful. Oh, that, that. Yeah. I've never been to Australia. You're missing out. <laughs> I hear that Melbourne right now is like really dope. Our guy Brooklyn Terry says uh -huh. that it's got a really strong 80s type of... Uh, Brooklyn, New York type of feel like yeah, it's very uh -huh. electric and there's a lot of creativity definitely. and art out there. Just the community is really sure. strong. So we can definitely yeah. talk about that. Word. Mm. Well, Abby, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Don't mind if I do. <coughs> I'm Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I, I fucking really dig that actually. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Please, please, please. <laughs> so yeah i play with shimada we linked up in melbourne three years ago i moved over to melbourne i got um i got some funding to i uh, got a grant to move over there and be mentored by a really dope artist who's just killing it an indigenous um australian and filipino woman uh called mojo juju you should check her out uh she just got Album of the Year in the Namer Awards. Oh, wow. National Indigenous um, Rep Awards. Oh, I really need to check that out. You, you said she's ethnically Filipino and... Indigenous Australian. Is okay. that international or only Australia? Australia. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really... I didn't even know about that award, but it seems yeah, it's tremendously important and dope. Yeah, fully. fully. So, yeah, she's killing. Um, so, she was my kind of mentor when I first moved over, which um, I ended up playing synth in her band and touring with her. Um, so yeah, I make music. I've always made music from when I could. Love the stage, love performing. I make costumes and set designs and shit like that. I'm in a band. My band is called Quartz Pistol. We're like a bit of a femme punk pop kind of outfit. Hey, dig the name. All women doing our thing. Um, yeah, I toy with a bit of real lo-fi production, but I mainly sing and just like twiddle away and love writing tunes i love plants i love um the natural world i study conservation as well on the side and try and keep myself as grounded mm. as possible <laughs> i think our bird listening community will really appreciate to hear yeah, more yeah, of your thoughts on conservation as well oh that's <laughs> well you guys are good at whistling into well i know exactly what type of bird you were oh wait i'll there. shout out to the magpies those are the homies you know the yeah, magpies yeah. are actually the they're the black cats in uh, dumbo <laughs> they were definitely the black characters oh. in gumbo oh, and yeah, dumbo oh true yeah those they were supposed to represent in the gumbo. black folks no, Dum dumbo. Oh, dumbo not gummo no, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh. it's a great film it's a very similar I yeah <laughs> i was thinking gumby <laughs> uh, that's yeah. what i was on and where are you from though abby uh south australia okay yeah yeah okay well i'm probably from britain let's be honest but okay, i grew right. up in south australia oh Listen to that answer. <laughs> I like that. The, the respect level just like yeah, yeah, up yeah. with that. Answer well, you know, as right soon as they came and I recognized game, 
yeah. what they say about game. Uh, game recognized game. No, I knew you were good people. Soon. Right. Yeah, well, I figured uh, off bat with Aaron. Aaron right. introducing like, yeah, somebody. Say, I was like, come on. Guaranteed cosigns. I don't know. He could be one to really fuck with you and bring like some duds to your home. You know? to, hasn't happened yet. <laughs> nah, hasn't happened yet. Maybe you know, home, I, It's only the third time here. but I also recognize when she tried to assault me with her elbows. That is true. I couldn't recognize because I had to assert dominance. Right, right, right. Yeah. Familiar with that technique that you we use just needed as well. to sort out, you know, the hierarchy real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm on the bottom. Really so <laughs> let's talk a little bit about. Um, should we do? Should we do what they're working on now? Like some of the music they're working on now, or how did they begin? Uh, that? Yeah, Temperature check questions. What do you want to do late? Let's get a little bit of how do you guys know Aaron? Oh yeah. Ah. Oh, there we go. The common denominator. Very interesting story. Though. Well, Edu, it's Edu not. Has an interesting not story well, about that, I reckon. Oh, is, are you saying that we're not interesting together? Cause mm. <laughs> we got some stories and half the though It's like. Oh uh, no! I mean, what, maybe maybe. What can be on radio and not is a. Uh, um, you're making this. <laughs> I know you're trying to be nice, but you're, not, you're making this sound <laughs> way more interesting than. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. You, why don't you say how we met? Because I was probably quite drunk and don't really remember mm, most of it. So this is not a well, Tinder thing. No, 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 no. Very, very different to that. It's an Australian mm. arts kind of council. Oh, type thing. yeah. Okay. So um, I heard about this guy, like Alan Trulife, who's coming to Melbourne from a dear friend, Joel Ma, who does a lot of like a multicultural art um, events and projects. Like he organizes it. And he was like, hey, there's like this cool guy coming and he wants to do this like a hip hop that is a cultural fusion of Japan and Melbourne. And I was like, that sounds like my jam. Mm. Like, yeah. Hook me up. And I came, um, so he came touring to Australia with Kojo. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to Kojo. Uh, yeah, and this mm. is a separate thing. This was like a year before that last piece that we okay. did. So this is 2017 or something. Oh, it's a different one, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we, we, yeah, we like got in the studio and played some of his composition, like, with um Australian artists and a like some Japanese people living in Melbourne as well, and what like two years later that you hit me up again? Yeah, maybe maybe a year or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, we I had a recording session in Australia and I was thinking about who to get, so I asked Elle to come through and. I don't know, just off that session, at that session, she was like, hey, I'm, I'll be in Japan for six months. And we just sort of kept mm. in contact and back and forth. Mm. Don't, don't. But um, like, at least from my perspective, like up until that point, I'd sort of only really known Elle as a violinist. Like, mm. you know, the first time we met was through this guy, Joel, who contacted me and said that there's funding in Australia to do this kind of a project. Like, will you write it? So I was like, fine. And he, um, you know, he booked the musicians. I didn't really know who was going to be there. I didn't, because mm. I, I don't really work that much in Australia in that context anymore. So mm. don't know who's around. I was so intimidated. Mm. Oh, most people yeah. are. When <laughs> well, you know, um, you've you've played on stage with like the Rolling Stones and all types of other people. Yes, this is how you're oh, a yeah, magical yeah, type of guy, right? Damn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 hey. That's what I'm. I, I, I like I like how he was also there during the highlight of our podcasting career because he just casually yeah. dropped it like, oh yeah, we <laughs> hang out with Ali Shia. Muhammad of a tribe called Quest all oh, the time. Wow. So thanks for dropping it at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you got some followers. But I feel like we really connected in Japan. Like, you know, we, we did two musical projects in Melbourne. And yeah, they were beautiful. And like, I've learned a lot. And, you know, we vibe. But 
when I came, when I was about to come back to Melbourne, he was like, you know, yo, I will hook you up. And he was like, sending me all these venues that I should hit them up when I wanted to tour and like being really, really, really helpful. Mm. And being in diaspora and like, you know, kind of coming back to Tokyo, it's like a, as much joyous nervousness for me because mm. I grew up here until 15. So like, I don't know Tokyo as an adult, like, you know, mm, to, sure. to the depth and having a musician that's like, you know, doing things here, like making making things happen here, mm -hmm. being really welcoming, actually like made me feel like I'm home again. Cool. Where like last couple of times when I came home, I was like, okay, you know, I know where Shibuya is and <laughs> there's like mm. these, you know, gigs on the poster, but like I didn't feel though I belonged in any sort of community. Sure. And yeah, that was like an internal full conflict. And we mm. like talked about all this, like where it's home, like what's doing music in different places. Are. And like, you know, we had few hours and hours of drunk conversations nice. and yeah, it really helped me feel at home. Dope. So yeah, like I, th I thank oh. you, son. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But from my perspective, like, you know, I was saying, I through these projects i've sort of seen Elle as a violinist and like in a sense a session musician right mm. and i'm very used to those kind of situations where you rock up you see who does what you go okay cool you do this you do this and generally they're quite um quick and time precious and funding you know dependent so you don't have the kind of personal time that you would like with everyone and get to know everyone so you, everyone really is a session musician in those things you're in for a week mm -hmm. and then you fuck off and um it wasn't until i think when you when we were at the studio doing the recording i was like i'm coming to japan um and i just finished some videos and i got a record like i'm gonna send it to you and i was like yeah cool you know i know she can play and stuff but what i didn't realize until then and why i'm excited that she's here now is like she's got like more than more than playing you know and as someone that comes from that from like whose roots is based in getting good at an instrument you know, playing isn't the thing that impresses me anymore. Like getting good at an instrument is relatively easy. It's just time and how, mm. you know, like it, right. anyone could do it really. Uh, mm. Me with the triangle. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. No, I've been I've been hearing good stuff, man. Send me yes. videos. Um, but when you hear someone that somehow can, like composition is almost the opposite, I think, to writing. When someone composes, but they can compose in a way that incorporates what's happening now like without the pressures of the, the kind of weight that comes from actually learning because mm -hmm. there's this idea of being legit and especially if you mm. play the violin there's pressure from classical worlds and stuff like mm -hmm. that but incorporating electronics doing something that sounds distinctively melbourne to me but then also something that's that i recognize as japanese in her music but mm. being able to do that stuff effortlessly and um and you know going after it like not really right. worried about doing the right thing necessarily like to me as an educated musician who sort of understands how things are put together and understands how it's how hard it is to go from one place to the next conceptually with mm. what you want to put out mm. like i see like a real strength in what she does and that's incredibly impressive i also see the same thing with abby as well you know like honestly like qualities i wish i had when i was when i was as young as these guys even though we're not that old like what 
I'm probably six months older than you, but I look a lot younger <laughs> than I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, there's so much to be said for that. Something moving to Melbourne really opened my eyes to and meeting musicians like Edu and a crew called Mandarin Dreams and a bunch of other little collectives that are cruising around doing their thing. It's like it takes it back. To, there's a mixture always of educated musicians and just like feelers you know right. they're just like making because they can't not make mm. um and i'm kind of one of those musicians that you know i studied for a bit but i've always just performed and made music i'm not great at anything mm-hmm. but i can do lots of little She's bits and smash it things together anyway yeah. mm. um but something that just like mixing with more just artists in mm. the like purity of themselves has shown me that it's just like about writing a good fucking tune. Mm. It doesn't matter where it fits in the genre world or you, you make know, the genre. drawing on history yeah. and making good, good right. damn tunes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It, it, mm. You know, I uh, to describe the music that I heard um, from you both earlier, I use the term avant-garde. Mm. Right. And mm. I, I sometimes I hate to use that term because I think we a lot of times it, when people are t- saying avant-garde, what they're trying to right, what they're trying to describe sure. is something that is like different but approaching high art mm. It, mm. It, and it's like hard to box into other genres and concisely and you mm. can't try and make avant-garde right. because then it's not avant-garde right. anymore in a way and i feel like that's a real thing especially it's from the music scene and um in melbourne in particular and i mean all over the world it happens but i feel like there's this obvious sound of people trying to do this thing right. that's like Weird well, well, and I th- maybe this is something that Aaron and, and we've spoke about this on your on the episode with you mm. as well. But maybe this is something he was getting at is that there are people who have uh, that are very talented at playing instruments, and they you could give them sheet music and they can kill it. But with through their own creativity, they have a difficult time creating something that is uh, unique to themselves or their own voice. It's usually some type of uh, yeah. derivative or sure. some type of sound. Like even if you're really, it's like oh okay, I. Can play musical instruments really well let me try to make this genre of music that i really like with my own you know chord progressions or whatever and it's hard to it doesn't work like that where you mm-hmm. just make something dope because well, you can you play dope have music like emotion and, and you, story that yeah goes beyond you and beyond the genre because when you're trying to you know like you can make the good hip-hop track or what mm-hmm. good house track or whatever with some formula or like good jazz is a formula as well but what moves people or what makes people feel shit it's like it's have to just like come out of you somehow like it's like a a sense of desperation or something and i guess often like the genres that have remained (coughs) and especially hip-hop is like (coughs) an incredible um uh really obvious kind of version of that Mm -hmm. um is that it you comes? guys heard my daughter back there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Baby. But it comes. It's a reflection of the climate, right? Mm-hmm. So it's right. like there really is something to fucking mm. say right. and there really is like a need for that mm. sound at that yeah. time. And you can't beat that because yeah, that right. is real mm. shit. Right. That's real emotion. Yeah. And now it kind of feels like all the genres have been made to this point and everyone's kind of regurgitating it. But now with the way the planet's shaping up and our population and the way cultures are mashing together and how things are evolving for our species, Mm -hmm. 
it's like maybe that another little resurgence of like a new thing I, coming. I, I do feel like there is kind of like a, we're in a great moment right now for music in general. Mm. Like uh, I always I felt like throughout the 2000s, like the regular arts, like music was kind of like there was nothing really going on there that I really sure. cared for. But mm. uh, last year, I think, was one of the strongest years for hip hop right. music in yeah. a long time. And there's regardless of what genre of music you like, even if it's pop music, uh -huh. there are people who are expressing themselves in ways that are just incredible. And, you know, existential strife, political mm -hmm. violence and, mm -hmm. and oppression. These things are always going to create, you know, great Definitely. artists. Mm -hmm. And right now, like, man, with the ease of access to technology, people are just killing it all over the place. Yeah, and then we are more exposed to like with internet, like uh, you mm. don't need like, you know, $20,000 record deal to make a good track. Mm -hmm. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, like my bedroom studio is a bedroom, you know, with a yeah. couple of gears and, you know, Abbeys are the same and like the best shit coming out of Melbourne is exactly from a bed <laughs> bedroom studio, but, you know. But uh, maybe with the internet, the like yeah. now we can just like, you know, type in the name or like go to the recommended track yeah. and then just find something that's really real that doesn't go through the steps of like there's an artist and there's someone like telling the artist like this mm, will sell better and then you know marketing and this yeah. and that like you know it's middlemen. Mm. Yeah, all the middle stuff is like kind of like taken out. So like it's we're really discovering like a role art form. Mm -hmm. um, Man, I feel like that sort of interject. Yeah. That's funny for artists as well or people that are like, I identify as a musician because it can be almost stifling in a way. It's like anyone is a click away from putting their shit up on right. SoundCloud, right? Um, but hey, then. Which is great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's great. And it's like, I feel like it gives me this like anxiety because it's like, shit, I'm here like stewing on a record for like however long. Sure. I should just be like, and because, you know, for me, I understand now that like I can trust my ears and my skill level with production. Quality is like, whatever. If the tune's there and the vibe's there, yeah. quality's, nah, just chuck it uh, up. It's, get it's it a, out. I've always been a fan of uh, bad singing. Mm. Right. And so like somebody that is not classically trained in any type of singing, uh, like sometimes mm. I'm just like, wow, that just really hit. It just really hits for me in the right way. Mm. And so Raw, like shit. It, it just depends on your temperament as an artist, like mm. Q-Tip might take 15 years to release an album, but when he does, it'll be a masterpiece. Mm. And then you have a guy like Lil Nas X who puts together a track in a week and becomes like the first gay black <laughs> kid with mm. the longest hit on billboard charts you know mm. so it uh, that's a cool thing about it art though you know but both mm. like uh more of like a momentum music as well you know like i think like a lot of at least authentic hip-hop or like original hip-hop came from like you know not strewing off on one song for months it's right. not that vibe it's like you sample the record and mm. then you know some of the greatest records were made in you know a few yeah, hours like, 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 right? and like immedi yeah. immediacy is something yeah. that's important which is something i feel that hip-hop shares very closely mm. with jazz music there's mm. there uh, the hip-hop party came from this temporary autonomous zone mm. that just emerged and all of these people just immediately 
became culture and the same thing with the music somebody's just like finds a record needle drops the immediacy of jazz and that improvisation mm. uh they all like hip-hop and jazz both black art forms are mm. right there yeah. with that same energy if, if you um sorry to cut you off but if you were to describe your music as a genre mm. what would you say it would be well like hip-hop and jazz is like both like you know some some of the art forms that i'm utterly inspired by and love but me as a japanese person um that haven't gone through the era of like you know birth of hip-hop or jazz or like the energy or struggle or you know any of that i can't claim that and i need to make something that is new and is on mm -hmm. my own and real to my experience because mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in that culture or I didn't like, you know, I can't, although that I can empathize and then study that art form, I can't sure. crime that shit, you know? So that's not to say that I'm not influenced by, I'm hugely like influenced by like jazz and hip hop and um, electronic music and soul and all that stuff too. But I guess like my music basically got weird as I progressed in my art because I was looking for what is authentic to me mm -hmm. and none of those each genre fit it my encapsulated like, yeah you. encapsulated my elements and mm -hmm. you know I'm a complex and confused human that mm -hmm. grew up in a com complex and confused city that is Tokyo right. so yeah it's like a little bit of like influences with all that my internal fuckery <laughs> <laughs> sure and like you know that's just my music yeah. like i can't really i'm i'm yet to find a name for it and yeah and, and making new genre names is always like yeah yeah you know maybe i find something yeah. that fits me you know well like um the song activate mm. i wanted to share this for the musical share um, later and so maybe we'll get into it then but it, it's it's hard for me to pin down exactly what that is but when mm. i heard it i was like yo i've been wanting to hear something like this for uh, a while i feel you. like it's one of those tunes that it's like you kind of imagine it have heard it mm. somewhere before but it's it's fresh it's like something you heard in a dream or something mm. it was something mm. very uh really new for me about that song and so mm, we'll play that later true. yeah the, and, and i don't know what to call it man. i was like yeah. I, I was like what is this it's like it's like there's like a break beat to it and then it's like mm. like a kind of neo-contemporary uh r&b style vocalizing on it but the instrumentation mm. is kind of, it, it's really it's really a phenomenal S track but see, it's really i don't know to what like to call it down the genre, yeah. but like i see like weird quirky back streets of tokyo Visually, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, like visually, I see that, like, um, yeah, back streets of Tokyo, nearly dirty, stinks, like people drunk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know that. Like, when this is before I gave the track to Abby to, like, you know, for her to put the lyrics to mm -hmm. it. Is that you singing on the track? Abby? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you killed that shit. Thank mm -hmm. you, man. Thank you. We're gonna this play it later, best. everybody. Just hold on to your seats. Hold tight. Yeah, in probably like forty minutes. We'll get to it. But super dope, <laughs> super dope. Okay, and and so um, coming out here to Tokyo, you guys did a tour. Mm -hmm. 
did you perform at Beat the Best? Did I see that? Yeah. As yeah. well? Man, what that, kind was, of that was great. Beautiful oh, I love those community. Guys. Uh, um, mm. Beautiful people. Maya Hatch, um, oh, MC um, Buddha, The Bridge. All of those Bridge. people are some of my yeah, favorite yeah, people yeah, out yeah. here. Glory. Yeah. And that event is really fun and, yeah. and, mm. and interesting. And such a homey vibe as well, like, yeah. which really reminds us of like West Side. Melbourne is similar to West Side Tokyo mm. in like that multicultural and just like everyone supporting each other and people in like you know so many different people just expressing kind of quite raw and like new form yeah. of like i just made this yesterday do you want to check it out you yeah know? yeah mm. little side note beyond the like amazing beat makers and rhymers mm. i've seen some incredible dancers out here hey yeah incredible yeah um yeah, it was amazing. The like dance community out here oh. is super strong. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've got some of the best b-boys in the world right now. Right. Mm. Top, Man, we after 10. a gig in um, Osaka, we stumbled across, we were just looking for something still going on. We heard some music and we stumbled across um, a break battle. Mm. And it was just the coolest shit we've oh. ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. The, 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 the breaking community out here is super strong. Mm. Um, that's how I met my wife. My wife used to be a B-girl back in Okinawa right. with her crew. Wow. Uh, but yeah, the the breaking community out here is really strong. There's a strong house community. Mm. Mm. Um, what is it? New Style Hustle is growing out here. Mm. And it, it, I, I don't know about Melbourne, but is it? Am I saying? I, I heard an Australian person tell me to pronounce it Melbourne, but then I say, say Melbourne, 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 Melbourne. Anyways, back in Melbourne, <laughs> uh, Melbourne. I, I don't know how it is there, but mm. here there's a huge and rich uh, community of just art mm. artists. Mm. It's a little bit separate, you know. It's hard to find these places. That's why when you find a spot like um, Beat the Best, mm -hmm. you you step in and it's like it seems like everybody's looking for community that everybody mm. just accepts you and as part of their community deep because like in tokyo there's like a societal pressure of like you know you gotta find like your nine to five job and like you know do really well at everything at all time and like serve the society that people who don't fit in those ideals have to find their community because you can't just be chilling yeah, like, you know, yeah. you're going to be into yeah. hip hop or you're going to be into anything yeah. or you're going to be working. But you, if you're like really into hip hop or something, the city is big enough that you can find such a niche, like really deep community yeah. that just really fuck with it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the beauty of Tokyo or like big cities. Just like, yeah, you know. I do imagine it's a lot harder, though, in a big city to mm. find those nooks, right? Mm. That's that's one of the reasons that our podcast came together. You know, Layden and I met at a, a, a former member of a podcast. We met at his wedding and we were just mm. like, yo, what's up? And then we we're like, let's go do some shit, check out some shows. And we we're like, why don't we hear about all of the shows that are happening? Like mm. hip hop in particular. Sure. If DJ Premier is going to be like doing a set. I might want to check that out, mm. but how come I didn't hear about it until afterwards? So we mm. started aggregating as much of the show information as we could. And we're like, well, let's put it out on this podcast so we right. can kind of share that with mm. people and Help build community. Yeah. And one of the things I feel is the most successful aspect about our podcast is 
personally, I've built like a really dope community of friends and artists out here. Like mm-hmm. I met, I met Aaron because I met other people throughout the scene. And then it's like, yo, I know this guy I did the podcast with him. What's up with you? And we just build. And now, mm. you know, he's a good friend of mine. If he needed a place to stay, he could crash in my mm. apartment, you know? So, mm. but, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, community is important. You can crash at my place too, anytime. Thanks, bud. <laughs> if I, if I need to fight anybody, that a I'm going to call <laughs> <him> <laughs> That's now. something yeah. that you guys been talking about. <laughs> hey, I like your style. And I like that you went there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Might be. Yeah, uh, that's really important. That's, that's and that's the way. That's the way it happens, and it happens. Mm. Well, that's the way it happens with longevity, you know. Yeah. And in Melbourne, like um, we like a lot of new music that's coming out. That's um, well, like outside of the world and like outside of Australia is really starting to catch on to. Everyone says, "Oh, I can't find figure out what genre this is." Like, um, it's not just us, our music, but a lot of the things that's coming out of Melbourne. The genre is um, ambiguous, and that actually comes from the small city-ness. Mm. I don't know, like mm. that, uh, because as a violinist, like, you know, there's like improvising violinists, like there's, you know, not many of us in a small city that I had to, I had to learn um, how to play in funk, so hip-hop, jazz, I don't know, like some ambient, ambient pop. electronic mm. pop. Mm. And, you know, I'll say that I can do the gig because I'm desperate young artist and I gotta, gotta, right. gotta eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Shit, like go mm-hmm. internet, right, ask my out. friends, yeah. like ask my guitarist friends or something. How do you, how do, you do this genre? Mm. But at the end, like because we are all exposed and like basically have to learn so many different genre to make it work, when we end up forming a band or something like you know, there's a rich influences from different places. And as a, a post colonization, like Australia is a new country with like not much musical history after, so like we have to kind of make a new thing because you know otherwise it's not really authentic to us like mm. to me at least like as a newcomer and that's why i think we just like end up with uh, this like really weird music that's mm-hmm. cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you agree uh, weird music that's yeah. cool <laughs> weird music that's, that's cool. my favorite type of music yeah me too, Check out Melvin. Me yeah. too. Music i didn't even cool. know that was mm. what it was called mm. also that's our genre mm. true yeah too <laughs> I I mean I listen to that genre. <coughs> There's a several artists within the weird music that's cool genre <laughs> that I really mess with. And actually, that's a that's a good term to describe a lot of the music that I like, because um, it's hard to put it into you know some category. It's like you might find it in the hip hop section of this music store, but then somewhere else. Yeah, but the record shop yeah. person was like, oh, should yeah. I put it here? Yeah, yeah. I just can live here. Sure. <laughs> we're stressing them out. These mm. records. Uh, listening to you speak um i hear you mention the diaspora and mm. lots of things about indigenous people and you seem very aware about your place in different parts of the globe and how um, your cultures may have affected other cultures around the world and this mm. seems to uh, inform uh, your music in some way uh, mm. obviously it makes you who you are and both of you are just mm. wonderful and thank I appreciate you, you I appreciate You're you wonderful. guys yeah thank you uh, but 
Can you go into a little bit more of that? Does that, how does that inform mm. uh, the direction that you take your music, or perhaps um, dabbling into other genres of music that are not something that your culture is? I mean. Sure. Hip hop culture, like I mm. believe that anybody can be a hip hop head, right? Mm. But it mm. does come from a very specific mm. place, mm. and you have to inform yourself about why some of these things are happening. Mm. A lot of mm. the gangster stuff that people feel they can't identify with is generational black trauma, for mm. example. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this and how it informs mm. your music? <coughs> I feel like it's definitely a very big conversation in Melbourne at the moment. Um, there's a real <coughs> push for people of colour to the front and there's like growing support, especially for the Indigenous people. Having said that, there's so many, you know, mixed race immigrant children, um, white miscellaneous Europeans yeah. predominantly. Um, so Australia finds it hard to identify with a culture. So you have all these young people that are like, fuck you know what is australia and what is my culture especially me as a very white um blonde girl you know clearly a product of colonization um it's like unless you grew up in a family where you were talking about these things and you're talking about you know the indigenous people and not leaving even that term and um the language around it as like this rare exotic thing and actually mm. you know i was lucky to grow up where i did where there was a lot of mob living where i am where i grew up in ghana country in south australia <coughs> my parents are conservationists so we grew up on a 10 acre block of bush that we're like working to get back to its endemic state so through that a lot of knowledge about land and a connection to land which is ultimately through my and then also parents who um politically um they would always inform me that the country we were living living in has like a history that you're probably not being told about in school you know and it was only just like trickling in through the educa education system in my generation so i'm 29 and now i see you know some schools definitely focus more on the true history of australia but majority of it, for especially for my parents' generation, was the colonizers' history. Mm -hmm. Naturally, it seems right. to happen that way, right? Because genocide is really still systemically happening. Right. And but there is like a fierce um, energy with mob, and then allies of POC people, and then beyond that, allies of the queer community, and then beyond that, you know, the white allies that are like really focused and really pushing at the moment and it's really exciting to see um but it's like a heavy it's a heavy time an exciting time a like really potent um emotional time because you know as a white person you are confronted with all these new ideas you know right um of your place in the country you grew up in and like in your community and uh, if kids haven't grown up with a lot of people of color as you know it's like you're facing this whole identity crisis of like yeah. oh well fuck well why am i it's like you know yeah i didn't do any of these things yeah 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 right, right? but it's and that's just a human ego it's like right. it's gonna do that you're gonna defend yourself the blah, blah blah but then there's the opportunity to learn and educate and just be like 
fucking there is no time now for right. <clears throat> your ego to get in the way it's like you know that shit's wrong right and I, you're in the position more than anyone to do something <laughs> you know what's uh, what's interesting is that uh, everything you spoke about the community out there you, know, you could say the same exact thing about young white folks growing up in America right now sure. it's like if you didn't come from a household that discuss these type of things uh, even if they're well-to-do white folks sometimes you don't really know your place in the world outside yeah. of that so yeah it's a bubble man educated isn't fucking reality right. you know you're not fed mm. and talk of like the place to be um there's a racial you know like or like a cultural home that you can find with like you know your place of birth or like you know your um like skin of your color or like you know race and stuff like that but there's also a place to be that can be found and created within um, arts or any other like, you know, professions or passions or like-mindedness. And, you know, when I moved to Australia, like, um, cause I was like kind of cool popular kid until like 15, just like a little, little cutie, just like killing it. And then like, (laughs) (laughs) I moved to Australia and I was like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, let me get in on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been cheeky, but yeah. when I moved to Australia, I was like, <laughs> when I moved to Australia, I was like, okay, I don't speak the language. None of these people around me look like me. I face a lot of racism. I'm still hella cute. <laughs> I'm still hella cute. But, They'll um, figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You know, I felt that I wasn't in the right space and it was quite a white space and and you know like naturally as a 15 like immature person like you know barely an adult like you start resenting people around you like you know why don't you accept me why am i not good enough Mm. for you like you know basically like fuck you and then i realized like i'm here and i didn't come here as a refuge like you or anything you know i came here with my choice so i have to get along with these people and music was like the tool for me to you know learn language and connect with people and once i've learned how to be in a new place like you know i figured out that there's there's good people everywhere and you can create that space with music you know like and what we try to do with our band as well like when we play gigs is like to try make it make our gigs as accessible as like, you know, indigenous people or like, you know, that the dance floor that we create is as safe for anyone that needs a space, like whether it's like a racial or um, about sex or minority or anything, like we want to create a space that is safe for everyone, like, you know, not exclusive of anyone with a right mindset because as we all you know make babies with another different humans and other babies Mm -hmm. are born like we can't really be separating ourselves just from where we're from although Mm -hmm. it's really really important and then you know that deserves a lot of respect obviously Mm. we have to make a new world where you know alternative world that can 
that we can get along. Yeah, we can do both. Yeah, we can, we exactly. can respect the past where we come exactly. from and all mm. the different cultures for all mm. the good and great things they've done. Mm. But also uh, embrace these new hybrid superhumans such as mm. myself that are mm-hmm. multiracial. Mm. Shout out to six, little BB. Shout out to me for being six races. Wow. <laughs> Good nah, genes. Yeah. I don't know. It comes with its own issues, you know. <laughs> People don't. Eight point nine percent. Shout out to late. I didn't know that about you. Uh, it was good to know, though. Yeah. No, um, I really respect both of you for doing that, and your music is incredible. And uh, I'm just happy to have you here. Should we hit them with some temperature check questions before we go into a commercial break? There, late. Ooh. Yes, let's do. So the temperature check segment of the podcast is basically us just asking you questions about certain things and seeing your position on them, hot takes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's do something simple like... uh, First album you bought with with your your own own money. Groove Amada. Oh, fuck, what was it? It was Groove Amada for sure. Or Spice Girls. Shout out to the Spice Girls. Those are right next to each other. Right? Yes. <laughs> Under I'm the weird, cool music. <laughs> <laughs> In our I'm favorite not genre. Proud. You're not proud? You listen to uh, Smap? Do you want to know mine? To make you feel a bit better? <laughs> I don't know if I know yours, Late. What's yours? No. We, we only do this podcast every week, but... Mm-hmm. It was a uh, Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, oh that's ma- true. I got two albums on the same day. Dr. Dre's The Chronic and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 soundtrack. Wow. Which is all you need to know about me. Right. That basically (laughs) encapsulates me as a person. Couldn't have wrote it better. Well, I, on the same day, because I made some money washing dishes for mom and stuff, because I wanted to, like, have money to buy two things. And on the same day, I bought, I'll say the good one first um bjork's concert ticket mm, okay um which really did shape me what and what era bjork is that like? um it's biphobia i think okay. yeah and <laughs> hey that's and a avril, concert ticket man and yeah. avril lavin oh, oh true um that's a bit different <laughs> which is like said a, see you later yeah boy. it's mm. You said you were hella cute. It's a funny thing. Mm. It's a funny thing to buy it on the same day. Yeah, Bjork and Avril Lavigne. I like one of those artists a lot. Mm. Yeah, same. You want to guess which one? Well, the first album I bought was Eminem, but the first album I got and loved was Will Smith. So, Millennium? We're all. Will 2K? Uh, Big Willie style. Big Willie style. That's with Miami on it, and uh, Here Come the Men in Black. Uh, Miami and uh, it's been in black on there. I think it is. Yeah, did it the bonus track? Did Nas write the yeah, lyrics I was about to say, for getting jiggy with it? You skipped no. that one. Mm, That's my, my go-to karaoke song. Oh, that is a um, jam. So we're all you know complex, confused yeah, humans mm-hmm. with two sides. They're all us. a bit embarrassed. Yeah. The first Not record I bought on Wax was D'Angelo uh, Voodoo. Voodoo Champ. Mm-hmm. Of course. Shout out to D'Angelo. Big okay. one. Okay. What about uh, who are you? Some of your favorite artists that you're listening to right now, perhaps hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we got to do a shout out to Sampa the Great, an incredible Ooh. Melbourne artist. She's from Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. She's so dude, fucking amazing. Dope. Yeah, she's I was taking just over the world. To a whole mm. bunch of her tracks today because they're what, on a playlist I have. Watch right. out for Wanjay, her little sister. Oh, Wanjay. I haven't heard of her. Wanjay. Wanjay. Watch out. Yo, Word. she popped up on my Spotify, and I was like... Mm. Sampa, yeah, Sampa is 
I didn't know she was from Melbourne. Austria on that tip, on, I didn't the, know on the Melbourne hip hop tip, um, I'm Remy? sure you guys, you, sh- you should probably check Remy out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. He's another guy working real hard, doing great things. W- what's Touring his name Don't again? forget the island too. Lie, 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 lie. <laughs> <laughs> Remy, R-E-M-I. Mm. Do you guys, uh, do who's, you know? Who's that guy you were just saying? Uh, I'm not Eric familiar with him. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say I don't like the looks on like how how easily and quickly everyone laughed when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was tight though. It was tight. It was good. Are you familiar with uh, the underground hip hop group Curse of Dialect? Fuck They're yeah, from man! Now, Australia? You, see, now you're talking my generation. Word, man. Yeah, yeah. I um. Yeah, late yeah. late nineties, early two thousands, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. they were very. Um, abstract experimental they used to create their own outfits and they were very uh, much anti-racism all about you know supporting indigenous people and they were they were doing that i want to say i saw them tour in 2003 when they came to the the united states with uh radio inactive yep Mm -hmm. um one of the mcs wasn't a new zealand guy no i Um, think so they're they're from all over the place raceless um, section eight volk Macedonsky. Yeah. No, it's a I think that was his Maybe. crew because he was telling me how they used to wear costumes and he was telling me all about they it. S- they still right. do. They're they're quite That's interesting. Uh, their music like is incredible. Guy. Yeah, they're right. w- it it's it's very much like most people that hear it wouldn't be li- would be like this isn't hip hop music. Mm, it's sure. something else. But well, it very much is the like essence. Super underground, underground. So I run um, a, a monthly residency um, in Melbourne at this like. DJ bar, like th- live music DJ bar called Section 8. And um, w- every week we get one, like, you know, kind of well known act and one, like, imagine, or even like a fast project, but not like the fast gig for the musician, like another, like, experienced musician's fast project. So, because we want to, you know, get a new energy happening. And Piado, um, the guy, we think it's in. Is, is in the same maybe, project maybe, maybe. Um, he launched this um, band called Loudy Navis and that was really good it was um, it was all about um, his his like his Maori so um, um, New Zealand indigenous person and yeah it, it's the, the lyrics are about talking about that and being in Melbourne and stuff, but that was like really fat and like chunky hip hop, mm. like kind of old school and yeah. What's I think what's they the only guy's play name? Like Loudie Navis. Oh, I was looking at the the crew members for Curse of Dialect. Yeah, what are the names? It might be a bit Malice, him. Creed, August Two, yeah. Raceless, Folk, Macadonsky, Paso Bionic. Maybe okay, not. No, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it is. That was, <coughs> but there was a bunch of MCs that. Uh, were uh, you know curse of the Jace. Yeah. Well, um, Kaigen did an album with them as well. Yep. Curse of Kaigen, who's a Japanese MC. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Check yeah. out our episode with him. We just had yeah, him on Japanese a couple. Uh, yeah. Oh. Nice. Okay. Um, how about uh, your favorite romantic comedy movie? Oh shit. I don't know why I took it to romantic yeah, that comedy. Was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Though. What about I favorite I Arnold Schwarzenegger film? Oh. Terminator 1, 2, 3, blah, <laughs> Terminator 1, 2. He's uh, in 3. He's in f- Genesis as well. Yeah, Genesis. He's nah, that's not my favorite. Is even. he in 3? Yeah. Rise of the Machines. Mm, he's I'm there. I'm so sorry. I don't watch anything. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. I really don't. What media do you consume besides music? 
Instagram. <laughs> Who's your favorite Instagram? Spice model? Adams. Mm. <laughs> you don't watch films at all? See, this is the thing. I watch like three, maybe two films a year, and I get so hung up. Like I, I'm a weird, I'm a weirdo. I, I get so hung up in the film that like next month or so, I'm within that film. Oh. Yeah, and like it's, a bad it's acid that happened to me when I watched Donnie Darko. Like, oh, mm. dude, yeah, a long time ago. That takes me mm. there too, as well. Uh, it, sure. it put me in a really weird mind state. Stuck. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, what's your favorite type of ramen? Miso tonkotsu. Why? Oh, miso. Tonkotsu. Rich, rich, rich. I've overdone the ramen. Okay. Since I've been here, so I'm I'm having a break. <laughs> is this I'm your first time break. in Japan? It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. What's what's your opinion besides dope? Oh, the what's what's really moved you? The respect in like people not over only to each other and to foreigners, but um, to their work and their craft and their food mm. and their gardens and their streets and the man. Did you do they all like the everything but themselves? Mm. Wow. Heavy. Yeah, that's a sound bite. Heavy. Yeah, that's a soundbite. Super deep. <laughs> 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 uh, but okay. Why do I, hey, why why do you reckon I become the butt of every joke in the room that I enter? No, you're no, not. We're really actually we're, because we're, we admire you. We're giving so you, giving you we're giving because you all we the love props. you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, you're getting big right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was setting it setting you guys up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. We fell. Well, we really messed that yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dang. Let's see what other. Uh, I don't know. Temperature got? check questions just be like that sometimes. Yeah, they're just. Like What's whack right now? Um, the internet. Mm. This whatever this beat is that's sampling the Glenn Gould version of um, Fairlies. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this like new jobbies? Karma win. Mm, not familiar. Mm. Fuck you, buddy. Whoever <laughs> Yo, you heard it here first. <laughs> dope or not dope? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I knew I had some drops or something. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. Oh, okay, is. that's whack. What else is uh what is what is uh, wonderful right now? Um okay. oh, mate, see equally whack and wonderful. Human's ability to like adapt to what we're doing to the planet, maybe could be like a heavy a loaded mm. loaded one, but full faith that um, you know we, we have the means. There's just all these you know bureaucracy bullshit. Or it would be dope if there was some type of mutation that occurred where we all got gills like uh, mm. what's his face in Waterworld, mm. Kevin Costner. Kevin mm. Costner, keeping it old mm. school, or can we? I'm gonna pass. On you don't want to get gills. Yeah. You don't like the water like that. Man. Well, you might grow wings. Oh, yeah. let's hang with your friends. I have that ability. Yo, There's I, nothing that scares me more than um, imagining being like reborn as a mammal that lives in water. Imagine that man being an oxygen-breathing animal, but you're, you know, you're in the ocean for your entire existence. A whale. Mm. Or that might be <sighs> tight, though. He's like, yo. If you're tough, man, I don't know. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. That scares the shit out mm. of me. What's work yeah. and like wonderful at the same time now is like in past 10 years, like we're just everything is so instant and then we can just be connected yeah. at all times, like through our phones, computer. Like I think it's 
work and it's wonderful because mm. it's up to us like how we use it right like yeah. this you know this radio is awesome it's like connecting you know me the japanese person i'll be from australia and like everyone here connecting us and then like hopefully connecting like so many others that's listening and that resonates with this that's awesome like I don't know, people being up my grills on my phone. It's not awesome. And my phone's dead always. Man, I keep seeing... Sorry. And just like seeing like seeing how many people on their phone deep in Japanese train is quite confronting to me because like everyone's connected to outerwear mm. but that they're not here. Mm. But no one's even looking at each other. Mm. IRLs, man. IRLs. Yeah, that's just a really like accurate representation of the dark side of the big city. It's like, yeah. it's that, isn't it? Mm, true. Yeah. It's looking down S- the phone. Something keeps popping up on my in fake world life on the phone. Um, those little snippets of Prince is like accepting an award or something and he has a little spiel about the internet. And I think it was, you know, fuck. I don't know what year, but whenever the internet started to get like really popular and accessible for people to just you know dial up days. Um, I think and then I know an what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that same clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he has what, that what big happens? pause and um, oh, what does he say? Just something profound about it being uh, like you know, uh, use the internet. Don't let the internet use you. Or yeah. And then there's another one, Bowie talking about it, and he's like pretty spot on with his prediction of what mm. the internet might, how it might shape and change things. Mm. Pharrell just said something recently talking about the algorithm mm. and how kids shouldn't like let that affect them. Don't let oh, the algorithm well, decide. Well, Instagram got rid of likes. I like that. Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah. I think they're back, man. No, it's, it's like I they'll be off for one for day me. and then they'll be gone. Yeah, I noticed right. that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. well, because they're giving it like a goal scene. It seems, it seems like counterproductive it for them as like a profit-based organization but uh-huh. for mental health it seems l- like a legit good thing yeah but like you know people's mental health is pushed to the limit like at all times these days that like big organization are starting to actually look at how can we keep these customers alive right. and mm. well really <laughs> i think so i have you to know turn off so many things or like scroll past or mm. yeah. not even think uh-huh. about reading an right. article just mm. based off of the headline because it's like no nah, i can't sure. have that in my you know right mental space and right. that's mm-hmm. it it's like now that information is so accessible you know as empathetic beings like i don't think we're built to take on we're no. not wired to like take on all of this. Well, well like the phones are just an extension of our minds mm. and sure. your your information base is now instead of it being like holographically just stuck in your own brain, now it's like I remember something but I can't remember it. So you got all the access on mm. your phone, mm. all the communication that you need is on your phone. So yeah. if the phones are an extension of our minds, and they are so heavily controlled and, and manipulated by outsiders see, and exactly see, how much like, of yourself is yourself. Mm. Right. That's there why I go. like going to music festival, like, and a lot of big f- festivals, like, you know, in the mountains or on the beach, like isolated from the city. And then you like don't charge your phone. Mm. And that's when you have like transcendent ex- experience and mm-hmm. stuff because like combi- combination of music 
and like communities so not being lonely but feeling like you are part of something and being disconnected from other world you feel really good <laughs> can i ask one more question before we go to this commercial break sure if you were to have three pets that you shared a kind of psychic connection with mm. that traveled the world with you mm. what pets would you want a karawong which is an indigenous bird of prey from where I grew up. A wicked, like, it's like looks like a giant magpie. Shout out to people. my birds. Shout out to the birds. I thought I'd stick on the theme. A reptile of some description, probably a snake, maybe like a white serpent, kind of into Benzaitan right now. No crocs? Nah. Yeah. I just feel like... Two on the nose. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Crikey. you just want to be able to travel. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Um, and then a mammal, probably a sugar glider or some cute little marsupial. Mm. Is that like Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah. A sugar, a sugar glider. glider. Sugar glider. We just call yeah. it a flying squirrel. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Well, fuck mm. pets. I, I immediately went to like some post-apocalyptic dystopian world. Yeah, where yours I would are need pretty these. much all violent. Well, mine oh, are useful. Dude, you know, I would nice. have a bird of prey. I would yeah. have a horse and I'd have a tiger. Mm. You know, the horse makes that me horse mobile. Is the horse makes me mobile, though. I can traverse yeah, the world. Dude. The hawk gives me a set of eyes and also food. Oh, and the tiger gone. gives me protection. Did you not hear oh, say yeah. sugar glider? Well, my tiger <laughs> would be I a think sugar glider. seven meters tiger. long. Right? <laughs> she could ride that all around the country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, you mm. thought about like that. That's a good. That's, mm. that's good. I hope my instrument becomes like. Alive enough that Sentient. I can call it a pet. <laughs> Shit. Mm, yeah. Like Thor's hammer. You are. Just hold your hand out. Violin, violin horse, yeah, yeah. and yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. SP dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you can just like ride the dragon <laughs> and make beats at the same time. That would Fuck be dope. Fuck off, that's yeah. gone. But I'm sure many people sky. had that dream before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my dog a lot. I, I want a dog again, but I'm not responsible enough. I travel mm. a lot, you know what I mean? Mm. Difficult to have a dog mm. out here, too. Mm. Mm. True. But okay, Mega Late Show, episode number 84. <laughs> we'll be right back. Ooh. Ooh, thank you. I'm here at the Mega Late Show, Late and Mega, and uh, we are chilling here in Ikebukuro. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show. Yo, uh, here with our guest, El Shimada and Abby Howlett. Any relationship to Wolverine? Oh, yeah, closely. He's James Howlett, right? That is right. True. That is correct. Facts. And uh, also, we got special third mic guest host, Aaron Cholai. Aaron Shuhai. Mm. And uh, my name is Mega. <laughs> and I am late. And uh, yeah, we're back from this break. About to get into the second half of the episode where we will do a little bit of song shares in a segment we like to call the Weather Report for some reason. We'll have some rebranding going on. Round we're so close to episode 100. 100. Yeah, so close By the way, I am Mega and he's late just for the new listeners that are like, what happened? I thought I'm confused now. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Um, so everything is everything. 
Indeed. Mm-hmm. Love is love. And right now we are going to do the this weather report segment where we share some songs and talk about them. I guess I'll go first. Uh, You're plugged in. I am plugged in. All right. So my joint is called The Octagonal Room by Salami Rose Joe Lewis. She is a singer song songwriter from the Bay Area who makes a kind of uh, electronic. Heard that one coming. An mm-hmm. electronic kind of. Uh, almost folky sing-song style right. uh, type of music. It's reminiscent to me of Coco Rosie, mm-hmm. but with a more kind of hip-hop sensibility at times, just based upon the production. Mm-hmm. It's not as quirky as some uh, Coco Rosie or minimal as some Coco mm-hmm. Rosie stuff, you know, where they'll sample like a kid's toy or something. Hers is a little bit more deliberately hip-hop-ish and this song is a little bit different because the majority of the song is a short story um, talking about um, future events uh, like kind of a sci-fi approach to it and she does some singing at the end but let me go ahead and stop talking about it and play it and see if you guys can rock with this video is incredible as well it kind of shows the entire story leaving everyone else behind the solar harnessing enterprises resulted in a rapidly cooling sun the earthlings left behind found themselves on a cold dark planet this is not a sample many of them no i think it's probably written or this. but it, i can tell like they've played it through and they've chomped the audio so it is kind of it's a loop let's put it off right. Right. same vocalist with the spoken word and the singing i don't Not think sure. so True. it doesn't sound like her speaking no. voice but yeah, maybe i love the speaking voice and this beautiful yeah. this might sound like foul but i mean it in a dope way it sounded like the uh like the mirror version of the woman from us oh. i haven't seen that yet you haven't? I haven't found a, uh, a torrent that was like good enough quality. Is oh. there new ones out? Yeah, it's out now. Yeah, okay. Very dope. Yeah, she's um she's on Brain Feeder now. I think this is coming out through Brain Feeder. I advise everybody to check out the video because it kind of animates the uh, the story that she's telling, which is a bit tragic. It ends in some kind of 
weird mystic approach to finding this octagonal room with mm. all these paintings in it. But yeah. essentially the story is that all the rich people got together, built a super metropolis and harnessed energy from the sun, took off and left everybody on planet Earth. The sun rapidly cooled and everybody realized that their happiness and everything and their lifestyles was directly uh, related to the sun. And so everybody gets disappointed and the world's in ruins and et cetera. Wow. Uh, but yeah. But I love conceptual songs like that that just take you mm. on a whole yeah. new journey. Yeah, that sci-fi thing. And brand feed the music video is always yeah. super conceptual yeah. and like cool. Yeah, I think I think, uh, and this is the next track off of. Uh, I think it was released as like the single and then the B-side, and this one is called uh, "Cumulus Potion" for mm. the clouds, and. It's a different, it's a different vibe, but mm. you know, um, for the clouds to sing, excuse me, is the name of the song. But she's really good at creating this kind of atmosphere. There's her, her albums always sound very cohesive and have a general type of vibe that mm. is like kind of, it's almost like a lullatone, um, minimal kind sure. of approach. But there's Even her musical. Tones, her key tones yeah. Are like it, it is a little bit dreamy and, uh, and she's got sweet. some joints man yeah. i love it when there's potent content and it's a woman but she doesn't she's not fearful of making it sweet right. you know and beautiful yeah. and pretty yeah that can be really effective I reckon, yeah I, sure. I listen to her a lot when i'm just like uh turn the air conditioner off and open up the doors let the humidity kind of hit the house a little mm. bit and clean up a little it's mm. really good stuff it's beautiful let me go ahead and uh who wants to go next should I should I Thank play? Thank you for sharing. I, type on your phone. Yeah. I didn't know we had to line a song up. I'm just oh. like racking my brains now. Oh, I mean, you don't have to line a song up, but like I said earlier, if you would like to play something that you guys Exclusive. made, I would like to play "Activate" for our listeners, yeah. though. Sure, for sure. We Sweet. can plug in off your phones too. We, could, we could do um, what? a song that we just recorded. It's it's in your phone. Oh yeah, mm. true. Well, yeah, we unmixed, could. Unmixed, raw, recorded yesterday. Holy dooly. That's mm. basically the Mega Late Show right there. That'd be some real shit. Yeah. Should exclusive. I just hit play late? Yeah. Which one? Uh, I said it to play next. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm, this guy with all the techniques. Yeah. I didn't. I don't do that on my Spotify. <laughs> Seven years. Cue it up. <laughs> You've been on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sounds dope. Look at that. We're in line. Exclusive. Exclusive. You got one ready? Exclusive. You got your sweet little morsel. Uh, me? Am I going next? Uh, well, late no, song really? is about to come up right now. I lined up. I hope yeah, it's so like a huge like change of pace, like right? Yeah, so trick this daddy. is a XXX Tentacion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I uh discovered this mini documentary, or I don't know what you would call it, recently. It, it was called A Music Video History of Asian America. I love this song. Yeah. Yeah, Filipino chick, man. She's fire. Mojo Juju actually showed me this chick. Who is so. this? This is Ruby Ibarra, I think mm -hmm. is the okay. correct pronunciation. Yeah, she's fucking dope. I, I hadn't heard of her. And, like, she's instantly one of my new favorite mm. MCs. She's she's uh, Pinay. She's Filipino. Shout out to I my cousin. So. Yes. Nice. And I mean, the course mm. on here is dope. She's also rapping in, I'm assuming is Tagalog or mm. some other dialect mm. in the Philippines. Mm. I will be able to decipher that for you. Nice. It either sounds like my mom or it doesn't. Oh, bless. 
the film clips did also. And also on the track are, oh, you have it. Uh, she has some other new female MCs like uh, Classy and Faith Santia. Okay. Uh, and Classy's music is also dope. And I was watching this mini documentary. They go through like a bunch of music videos from Asian American artists and, you know, just kind of highlighting their spots hmm. throughout the history, which it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like there's a glaring lack of Asian American participation in American hip hop. And there's a lot of, you know, music to listen to mm. so mm. I was doing a little bit of the knowledge and when her video pop up popped up I was instantly like oh man because I've been on a, a, a trip like trying to find like some dope 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 female MCs mm. and you know Tierra Whack is dope mm. uh, and who else did I find recently um I forgot but she's instantly one of my one of my new favorites well, she sounds really really good she and you know like a lot of people are good you know but i can just tell from how she raps that she, the way she puts her words together and her flow like she almost never has any missteps at all mm. and just the way that she decides to say her things I, I feel like she's like in a class above that's why i like compared to tiara whack like that yeah tiara is actually one of the the best out right now like her rhapsody top tier uh of course woman. rhapsody yeah mm. but I don't know when she came out. I think this song came out last year, maybe, or two years ago. Yeah, maybe two years ago. Yeah. And the video also, I don't know. She's got a dope aesthetic. Yeah. And she's very pro POC, pro being proud of, you know, where you're from and community. That's what this whole song is about, you know, Island Women Rise. Yeah, she blends her, like, she's got a female crew and they're, like, blended with scenes of like real fresh like contemporary get-ups and then like traditional Filipino yeah. get-ups is really beautiful Filipinas are no strangers to wielding our own power actually you might know uh, she fucks with bamboo from um, there is at least one you bear and that is the privilege of having been born a Filipina they're also highlighted in that uh, your DNA contains um, building blocks made that from mini duck that I talked about years of resistance and he's in the group we'll be right here DJ Bamboo? No, the rapper Bamboo from uh, Native Guns. Do you know them? No. Some Cali cats, also okay. Filipino, I think. You know, uh, Tagalog is the third most spoken language in California now. In I like California. to get. Yeah, at first, you know, English, uh, Mexican, Spanish, and then Tagalog. But, um, you know, my mom is. Uh, my mom is Filipino uh, and mixed. You know how it is in the Philippines. Mm. So she's she's Japanese, Spanish, and German as well. Right. And uh, I grew up. I grew up. Uh, oh shit! It went right back to the shit we were playing before. <laughs> but um, I grew up. I grew up like going to the Filipino American Association with all of my cousins who were like Filipino and Filipino, Filipino and white, Filipino and black, mm. and like um, 
it, it was interesting because there was a there was a group of us who considered ourselves Asian, and there was a group of us who considered ourselves like Pacific Islanders. Right. And um, I don't know like what most Filipino cats consider themselves, but mm. like I always considered it like a Pacific Island. Mm. You know, the original Filipinos were called uh, they were called the Negritos of the mountain. They were all like black folks, um, you know, you know that type of black folk. Uh, mm. like, and and um, yeah, man. I have tremendous respect for my Filipino community. Uh, I was reading this article, and I bring this up almost every time I talk about Filipino folks, but um, of all of the immigrants in the United States, Filipinos are, especially Asian um, immigrants in the United States, are the most likely to uh, have multicultural marriages, interracial marriages, right. and also assimilate in, whereas uh, as in California, I know it's like the Cambodians chill with the Cambodians, the mm. Vietnamese chill with the Vietnamese, and the Filipino folks, like, we're all over the place. And so, you know, shout out to this... Um, What's her name? Ruby. Ruby Ibarra. Ibarra. Yeah, my sister's name is Ruby. Hey. So shout out to that, hey. man. It's really dope. Um, who wants to go next? Oh, Eddie, what are you oh. going to play, babe? Sampa. Sampa? Nice. Right. Let's go ahead and go into that. Here we go late. Oh. That came in hard. So this track is produced by our guy, JJ, Silent J. Silent J, an amazing producer out of um, Melbourne. He's the musical director of Sampa's new record, which is coming out featuring a bunch of also amazing Philippines. Shout also Filipino. Also Filipino, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is a friend of yours then? Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. We, we play with him like occasionally in different um, projects. Oh, dope. Okay. Whenever yeah. he comes to Japan, link us with man, him. He loves guy. Japan. Quite a bit, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's linked up with he me says and bits and all that. Because like he bits. tours with Tsampa, but he also tours with Hayatis Coyote, which, which brought him to Japan quite a lot. And he really feels himself here, he reckons. Oh. Yeah. Loves and it. he's got like all the Studio Ghibli obsession. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would love to talk to him. This mm. is dope. Yo, she's so dope. Mm. She really is. Queen. And she is beautiful person too. Really I, can, beautiful. I can imagine. Yeah. Those two songs, um, Healer and what is the other one? Healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the kind of um, African beat on it yeah. and the harmonizing. Man. Yeah. Insane. And the older ones as well, like um, female, like yes. gray, yeah, blue yeah. boss. I thought she was British for some reason. True. So did I. Oh. So did I. Interesting. Yeah, if you would have asked me before we recorded this podcast, I'd be like, oh yeah, she's from the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is the Wasn't she? She grew up in states, no? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. And then came to Australia as a teenager. I'm not sure. I could be lying worldwide like now. Mm-hmm. We don't tell any mm-hmm. information yeah, or facts on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. If you want facts, like there's no fact check. Figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm but Martin Luther King's yeah. grandson, by the way. Ah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know her song. <laughs> you know her song, Inner Voice? Uh, the singer on the, <laughs> the singer on that track is <laughs> the sing- you. The singer on that track, um, is she also from Melbourne or within oh, the community? Oh, who's on that track? Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I'll do the knowledge. Yeah, you do the knowledge check. Is that off the mixtape or it's off a... I listen to everything on Spotify, true, so true, I'm not true. sure. Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce this. 
Salami Joe Lewis Rose. Oh, Wanjay. So that's her sis. Ah. Yeah, that's oh, that's her sister? That's her sister, dude. That's how you Can I see how it's spelled? Everyone watch out for Wanjay. She's coming. She's coming oh, is that how you say it? Wanjay? Wanjay. Yeah, she's going to be huge. Man. Yeah, we should play some of um, Wanjay's releases as I well. I would have butchered that Beautiful. name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning to not try. Yeah. Do, do, do we have any of her music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has she got stuff released already? True. Oh, yeah, she's got that track, um, Divine. Beautiful, Divine. Mm-hmm. Oh, let this play out first. Yeah, yeah, let this yeah. play out. Get the sisters right next to each other. This is funky. Mm. There we go. And now, are they their blood sisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, related sisters. So that was Sampa the Great and the name of that track. Final form. Very dope. And next we'll be playing her little sister, mm-hmm. Wanjay Tembo. The Divine. Abby, are those um, tattoos on your shoulder or just really symmetrical birthmarks? <laughs> They're tattoos. If oh they were moles, really I would really need to be checking them out. Oh, yeah? Uh. I don't know about that. The music video is also beautiful, so... Mm. You can just hold on to that. Oh, should I watch it? (laughs) Oh, this is really beautiful. Yeah, it's beautifully done. Um, So... I love this kind of Afro-futurist hairstyle thing that's emerging right now. Man, I got a shout-out to one of my loves. Um, She's a dear, dear friend of um, Sampa and Wanjay. She styles... um, this cl- she styled this clip and she styles a bunch of Sampa's work as well. Her name's Tombi and she is mad fashionista stylist mm. from Melbourne. Mm. Big shout out to her. Yo, late, you ready to fall in love with people? It's beautiful. A lot of yeah. stuff going on. Oh, well, damn. When my sister came out here, like, um, I guess it's kind of new for me because, you know, growing up around like black women uh, in the South and California, a lot of them would straighten their hair. Bit. And, um, you know, my sister would straighten her hair and put braids in and do a lot of things. But mm. when she came out here, she wanted to flat iron her hair, but she needed mm. like oil to do it so it didn't burn and break off. And I was like, yo, just rock it natural. All the women out here, all the black women out here just rock their hair mm. natural. But my sister was averse to doing it because she said she looked crazy. And I was like, nobody mm. cares. Like, it's this new vibe out here where it's like big hair is just fine whereas you know the generation that my sister grew up in a lot of them would flat iron their hair oh even Mm. my grandmother would flat iron her hair to try Mm. to be more passable and and you know Mm. but but this i i see it from a lot of people from like uh the uk ghana is that what they would be called people from ghana ghanaian ghanaian yeah like um like our homegirl yinka She's mm. got like the best hair and she rocks it natural, but it does like these styles that are just incredible. And this video has a lot of that. Mm. Mm. Beautiful yeah. styles. And I think that's a big and part of their message and, yeah. you know, yeah, for mm. black okay. women, especially yeah. in Australia. It's like they're loud it, and they're yeah. proud. Mm. It's giving me lemonade vibes. Mm, yeah. Sure. For sure. Yeah, this is a whole vibe. 
Uh, so also on this track with production is JJ again and a dear homie Kuzic, um, who's a great producer from Melbourne also. Dope people. Yeah, good people, mm. making good stuff. Yeah. How talented are people, man? Just to know mm. a tremendous number of talented people. Mm. Out here, our, our social circle is incredible. Mm. We'll just be hanging out with people who are just like, Wow, you should be world famous because you are just incredible. Mm. And yeah. some of them are world famous. Yeah, it's true, like, true. Yeah, it's and nuts. in Melbourne, like, it's finally coming to a time where I feel like mu- Melbourne music is pushed out to the world and people from all over the world starting to notice, which is really exciting because, you know, we've said that JJ dis- deserves, Silent J deserves, you know, all the fame for so long. And now, like, you know, yeah getting out to the world that's Um, that's one of the dope things about the internet it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. regional sounds are still possible because those Uh communities are creating sounds but now it's you could just pull from anything and find anything it's really dope if you're if you're really more interested to listen to more melbourne music um a new compilation album came out um called Sunny Side Up that was um, curated by Giles Peterson in, uh, of Worldwide in London and he basically came to Melbourne and fell in love with Melbourne music and uh, compiled a bunch of yeah really awesome Melbourne artists I think it's like a 14 track the fam. thing all, with all the fam we were um, blessed enough to join with like a few of the those tracks as well dope so Sunny Side Up Oh, dope. We'll um, definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Let's play some yeah, of your music now. Let's play some of yeah. your music now. Yeah. Let's roll. Can we start with Activate? Can I do that one first sure. before we do the exclusive? Should we? You want me to pull that up or you have it? Oh, I have it. All right. Activate uh, featuring Kozo Oslo, an incredible rapper um, living in my hometown of Adelaide at the moment. Uh, Dom, he's a good friend and a... He was a pleasant surprise on the track. I was like, Mm. I was expecting some type of drop, but then an MC comes in and kills it. I was like, this is nice. This is going to be a bit of a change. Like I said, it's like, it's exactly what I was looking for, but it it was Mm. uh, unrecognizable, but familiar. Something about Mm. it was magic. Mm. And I also got to give a shout out to Athena Wilson, um, the sister of ours for creating dope music video with like small budget. Yeah, (laughs) it looks looks great. Thank you. So this is all Eru Shimada on the production of this track. Wow. And you're you're, uh, the vocalist? I'm the vocalist, yeah. Uh, Our homie Paul Bender from Hiatus Cody on the mix. Make sure you guys go check out that video too. Yeah. What type of equipment do you use, L? Um, equipment, violin, synth, computer, SP. It's really minimal. Um, sometimes I call, I call my friends and be like, hey, can I, can I borrow your gear? Sure. Uh, we call it in Melbourne in our little circle luxury budget. Mm. When like we borrow like four thousand dollar mic from a friend and put it on the milk crate and maybe make a pop filter with like a stocking and a hunger I to get a good that. sound. Luxury budget. Mm, sure is. 
Yeah, I think this is the first track that I heard when uh, Aaron sent me uh, your names. And I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. We will definitely get these people on <laughs> the you. podcast. I immediately sent late all the links and was like, yo, this is actually incredibly dope. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I, you so I knew much. to expect that from Aaron, though. But mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was still a pleasant surprise because you expect the quality and that could mean anything. Sure. And then it was just this, which is really unique and. What's your setup when you perform live? Um, well, we perform in like many forms. Sometimes we do jewel in that way. Like we, we use a couple of SP44s, um, mini log, Coke mini log since, and violin. Uh, she ran her vocals. I mess with some like guitar pedals and stuff for my vocals and SP as well. Yeah. Bit and of percussion. And when we have a six piece, it's all live. Um, so six. we kind of do the mm. yeah interpretation of my song, but each each like individual instrumentalist and and obviously Abby is amazing. So like we kind of take it like we don't really try and copy what I've done. We just use it as a as mm. a start, like a framework. Yeah. Who uh, wrote the lyrics for this? Was that you, Abby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lyrics and um, melody definitely go hand in hand for me. I would find it... Oh, I'd be open to, like... I've sung some of your lyrics, I reckon. Yeah. But it goes very hand in hand. And I really I appreciate um, Edu giving me that space to just make the vocal parts my own, you know? I can have whatever approach I want on each track really and there's, ideas around. there's not many like because music is a really private kind of experience for me Abby is like one of the only person who I give my beats to and be like hey do whatever and I always know that it still reflects the relics that she writes for my songs reflects our experiences together and you know as much it is hers it is ours and yeah we have we've built that trust over gigging together for years we spend a lot of time together <laughs> you know we talk about everything we're both going through and learning about and share a lot of ideas so we tend to be down a similar path mm. as far as like content yeah, Dom. Cause it was though on that round. Oh, he killed it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Check, check um, check out Soak Rights as well, which is another great Australian hip hop. He's from Cali, but um, he's been living in Australia for a long time. Hey? Mm. Yeah. Dope. Mm. Yeah, this one is great. Thank you. Thank you, man. I've played this maybe like 20 times since last oh, Friday. Wow, I played a lot. I played over 20 times probably. I, I'm like that with songs that I like though. Like I'll mm. just repeat them I binge. all day. Yeah. You know, so. I'm a mad binger. Yeah. yeah. And so you can just consume like that now, you know. Yeah. You don't need to move the needle necessarily. Yeah. I've been I've been like that with con like media since I was a kid. I would watch mm. the same movie over and over again. Mm. Probably seen Jurassic Park like a hundred times. Yes. Guaranteed. What's yep. what's next? Can we uh, Aaron, you got something for yeah? us, bro? Did you want to play something? You no, I'm good. You guys, yeah. You good? Mm. 
Should what we do a little exclusive? I would like to do Man, a little exclusive. Man, this is going to be raw. Fuck flex. This is like... <laughs> oh, wait. No. <laughs> eight, eight, eight. Ooh. Yeah, there we go. I All still right. remember. Give me a sec. Yeah, there this we go. This is like when you're cooking and you got all the good ingredients and then like you boil the water, vegetables in the thing, in the pot. It haven't been seasoned. No worries. We, we still can taste that funk. Oh, I don't think this is an instrument. You could let it freak, though. This is low-key my jam. You might have to... Turn it up, son. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you don't need a disclaimer. We all know this is uh, straight into a ribbon mic with a stocking as a pop filter. We're raw, baby. We're raw and live. No effects. No, no tweaking yet. No volume automation. No mix. Let's just get that out the way in the open. Got that mega late exclusive coming for that ass. Yeah, yo, this is that absolute exclusive. Once again, Eddie Shimada on the production of the track. And Abby Howlett on the vocals. Ooh. <laughs> Have you heard of Clara Green? The name rings a bell. Mm. Your production really reminds me of right. that. Cool, that Clara right Green. Down. Write it down. This speaks to my b-boy sensibilities. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've been looking for like a drum and bass jungle night out here because I really got to move. I could listen to this all day walking around. Do you have a name for this yet? I, uh, it's all about Ben Zainton, the Japanese uh, white snake serpent goddess. Mm. White serpent goddess. Really into like what that's all about. So it'll probably be something to do with her. Still recording. Wow, this is great. Mm. Man, I love your drum production yeah. so hard. I really do. Thank you. Something about like um, like this BPM with these type of drums reminds me of being in the inner city. Like I, w- I grew up. Uh, I went to high school in Hawaii, and I would hit downtown Waikiki and be playing like jungle drum and bass all night so it kind of reminds me of being surrounded by buildings cool, yeah. and kind of like uh, neon lights and things yeah, moving man. fast but yeah. we um we tried to get some footage for a clip for this last night into the wee hours of last the morning last night like three in the morning this morning <laughs> but that's kind of the vibe i get from it as well it feels frantic and it yeah. feels mm-hmm. like this pace There's like a frenetic energy to it that kind of makes you want to move or sure. ex- feels like you're experiencing things very fast yeah mm. like, like i'd uh, run to this you yeah know? <laughs> indeed indeed <laughs> work out this is very dope thank you yeah i really dig your um your musical aesthetic together the kind of uh, compositional energy that you guys both uh, mm. c- 
come together with. It's really dope. It's all, it's all trust, isn't it? Like, uh, well, you know, Leighton and I were talking about, like, we've been doing this podcast together so long. We finish each other's sentences. We say the same sentence at right. the same time. It's yeah. just uh-huh. like a... Uh, a symbiotic relationship uh-huh. that it's like not it's not even linked because we've only been doing it for close to three years but True. in the second year it started being like every week or more than mm. once a week so we just see each other all the time right. well, a lot of times it's just that same frequency uh-huh. you know, so i think it's a trust but like we've lived together and we're in each other's project and like it's mostly been super easy and like fun but like when even when we come to like challenges we're like obviously we're gonna make it work you know let's just put in the work to like make each other feel good but more than that like support each other's like artists because if Abby fucks with my beat like it accelerates me and then it makes me want to share that with like wider world but if she's not fucking with it and i'm not i'm not even gonna bother <laughs> like you know whatever that comes after i think a big thing for edu and i coming together and um you know being so excited to make music together was you know we we're both kind of like been in melbourne for a period of time edu a lot longer than i mm. but <coughs> we're kind of like surrounded by musicians that are a lot more established than us but also a lot of male musicians mm-hmm. and not um i guess at the time that we got together we weren't aware of heaps of females that were doing kind of the solo beat making and performing mm. your beats live kind mm. of vibe so we were like oh like we were just so attracted to it what each other what we both made mm. um yeah and like at that time i was performing a lot solo with a bunch of gear and looping and beats and samples so and all this shit. And I, I think was just a fun girl, really. I was <laughs> like, you make beats too cool. And then I heard Eddie's beats and I was like, I don't really make beats. You know, I just kind of... I tried <laughs> around. Honestly, you know, I'm just playing around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so I think it was cool because, um, you know, you, you weren't really playing live then <laughs> or, or you didn't see how you were going to... Um, translate like what you wanted to on stage mm. and i think that's where we kind of helped each other like definitely you really helped me with like production and um just like expanding no choice and a whole mm. bunch of other like taste tasty shit mm. and then i kind of helped you like definitely. get your project on a stage and like mm. help you see how you i could was do happy that just like i don't know my bedroom crates computer yeah. You just had like that innate desire to be creative, but to be able to express in front of I more people. I didn't even think right. that it was possible. Like, well, like, you know, f- obviously now, now I think back of it, obviously it's possible, but I say, I say like, Abby is such a performer, like not only in music, but like, you know, she's an, she's an actress and like she, she's a performer in her, her element where mm. I was like, oh, I'm just I'm I'm doing my thing and like you know why share it with the world? No one's gonna sure. like it. <laughs> and well she was like, "Bitch, come come right. get your shit together." Yeah, you were hella wrong. People yeah. do like it, <laughs> yeah, so that's dope. We're but often wrong about our perceptions mm. of our own yeah. things. Mm. I've never felt comfortable about sharing my creative stuff with people outside of uh-huh. my like creative circle. Yeah. Um, the podcast for me is like a whole thing. Like, man, somebody's gonna hear this in 
you know California that doesn't know who I am it it, it, it feels weird still yeah, to this day yeah 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 for sure what's what's next for both of you would you have a new music project coming out is there <laughs> some type of endeavor like so what's up so Edu and I are both working on a body of work kind of respectively so for Elle's project and for my project Quartz Pistol that we're both very entwined with both of those things but we've actually um we've had this dream for like another project um where we can kind of you know free ourselves of the identities of what we're trying to do with our main driven thing musically yeah because it's not just music the main thing is like you know like it's 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 like a form of life and like you know it's political it's philosophical it's intertwines with our work and we were like let's just do like I called it a fuck off project like mm. you know it's like something that we can have like heaps of fun with and get silly I'm know? like really into performance art and costume um and I've been making masks for more like my projects and trying to solidify something for that but to come up with this like whole other little concept that is just like an art piece is really exciting I think to both of us so we're gonna mm. start working on that we came up with our name um while we were catching a train <laughs> to a 4 a.m. gig. Ah, to um, beat the best. To beat the best. Oh, don't. Shout out. That was in what? Tachikawa? Tachikawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, should we What's drop the, the name? Oh, that's what I was about to ask. All right, so the name of uh, Eru Shimada and Abby Howard's new project is Mad Lover. Lover, lover, lover. Mad Lover. I didn't do it around that time. That was in me. Um, also something that's pretty exciting, um, which I feel really, really lucky to have made um, the connection whilst over here in Japan, I have Edu to think mm. of that, is hanging out with Az and working on, um, I mean, I was just like, dude, send me stuff because I, um, I love what you make and I've been listening to it quite a bit recently. Mm. Right? How dope is Aaron, man? Dude. Oh, man. One of my favourite musicians. And you're just yeah. so open to connecting people and letting people into your music world, which I really mm. appreciate. So, like, we just went round to Aaron's the other day and Edu and I both laid a little thing down on a beat he's been working on with... Um, uh, Taichi Yamamoto and... Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Which is sweet and fucking sounding really good. Um, and then I've got a bunch of juicy tracks that I'm really keen to get in the studio when I get home and work some magic on. Um, and also kindly Aaron offered to um, tweak one of, I've done this little EP recently, which is just like kind of a throwback, almost like uh, folky 70s vibe, just guitar and vocals, real dirty amp sounds and stuff um and i'm gonna get him on a bit of a mix and a bit of a flavor on that as well which i think would be Mm -hmm. great so i'm pretty excited about that connection where can we find uh your music like are there full projects that you guys have put out or uh should we do Bandcamp or do you guys have spotify yeah spotify is a go soundcloud Bandcamp. um my minimal amount of work that is out is under my name Abby Howlett, and it's not minimal. It's like mind explosion. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> minimal in uh, quantity. Okay. Mm. Well, we're both about to release. Um, so the the reason I came to Japan was for tour, but I'm staying in Tokyo for another couple of months to basically finish off a. 
album. Um, I don't know where it's gonna come up from. Hook me up if you know any. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, we have um, Japan release. Yeah, we have supportive community of like music people that's on our side and helping us out in Melbourne. I'm glad to hear But that you're going to yeah. be out here for a little while. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Let's Hopefully, I can catch you perform. Please, please. Well, we don't. Well, should we hit them with some unchanging type of questions, Mr. Late? Mm. I feel like we forgot something. Mm. Let's go into the unchanging. Nice. Yeah, if you don't think about what you forgot, it'll come back. Here's a hypothetical. If you were on a desert island and you could only listen to two musical artists' entire discographies while you were stuck on this island, who would you choose? Now, it could be. It could be a single artist, or it could be a band, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something of this nature. You get all of their tracks that they touch. I know. Which two artists? Bjork and Matt Dillon. Oh, okay. Oh, and like MF Doom? Yeah. Oh, okay. that's, that's I like good. how she did that. Because mm. well, then yeah, you get yeah. Doom and Matt More bang for you. Because ah. like if you got Doom and like all the beats, it's so versatile, yeah, like the whole vast. thing. Yeah. And Bjork is like... She is a f- transformative, like you know, y- you cover all the genre, and she c- she came before a lot of others followed yeah. with so many things, and also both of those, uh, like especially with sampled based music. If I'm bored enough in like an island and then have no other things, I think I can like listen to those sample and then think of other music. Through those samples in hip hop. Do you have a favorite Bjork album? Oh. Mine is uh, Medulla, the full vocal album. Holy ah, dooly. Where she only I uses her voice for, this, for the beats and everything, yeah? yeah. Well, she works with Razelle on mm. that, and um, an incredible oh, like throat singer and choirs. It's fucked up. I was actually going to say Bjork is one of my and as well, but I'm、oh, now but trying、mm. to rack my brain. No, you could do Bjork. That's a good choice. I might go with Bjork too. She's been a big influence of mine.、Um, equally, funnily enough, I don't know,、uh, alongside her, maybe Little Dragon, but they're a huge influence of mine. But then, and Prince would be my other、okay. for sure.、Mm. I, I pulled up all of Bjork's albums just looking at them and.、Um, Man, what a catalog.、Oh, homogenic、dude. is probably the,、yeah. the yeah. one、oh, album that I really, really like. Sure, Homogenic.、Oh, here it's at least 12, 13. You, Aaron Ch-、uh, Chule over here、um, has pretty much a shrine. You've got like her whole disc. Is that right? You know, in your, I filmed it at your house because I was like, I didn't like, know you were down with her like that. I'm sorry. I, I was zoned out for a second. Who were you talking about? <laughs> Bjork. Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and、yeah. I got <laughs> choked out twice today. He's imagining、yeah. how could I take all of、He's、these、like、guys down? Dar- yeah, I left、move. myself open for that Darce choke. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, man. I've been thinking、yeah. about that all day.、Um, yeah, yeah. Lo- and my favorite Bjork record is Medulla as well.、Mm. There's that one track. I don't know if it's on the album for it was like a B side, but、um, Desired Constellation.、Mm. The one remix of it where it's like they make, they use the. It's a different beat because I think Medulla was the album where she only sampled her voice and other people's voices for all of the music, yeah, right? But this one is like,、um, it's, a, it's an actual beat. Can I play that? Is it too much? Like, yeah, man. Can I play? Can I get the ox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the dongle. 
But yeah, Desired Constellation. Mm. I'm trying to think of it. I don't know it by its name. Valnichola mm. is like, am I am I pronouncing that right? Valnichola. I think Valnichola. That's the album that she did with like whole range of strings and ah, aka. Cool, cool. Like last this year. Right the year yeah, dude. Because this is not the vocal joint, right? No, that, no, that, no, no. But yeah. If your voice could How do about that. Crystalline. Yeah, Crystalline's amazing too. I uh, Bjork was like the first artist that I ever had like a crush on. Like I would cut Same. out pictures from her on like Herb magazine. Respect. She's yeah, edgy, I, man. That's a well, th there was something edgy about crush. her that was just like I was like, I didn't even know Icelandic people look yeah, like this. Dude. And she was just so unique and um, artistic and man. the the music was always changing and mm. yeah. So much really Creative, moving, emotive, um, wild shit comes out of Iceland. So powerful. Mm. Yeah. And as like as a Sing woman as well, she like she you know she's really involved in like not only singing and like writing a song, but like the recording technique of yeah. the of the different instruments or like you know the arranging yeah. arranging of strings. Man, she's making instruments for yeah. her shit. Like exactly, she's an artist and then to she, her she, core. You know, like with her visuals and like costumes, yeah. like videos, like she takes control mm. of all while not like you know um, losing her in artistic integrity, even though she's spreading far mm. and wide. Which is yeah. so cool. Mm. Mm. There's so many like jack of all trade people that's like mm. meh about everything. And she's definitely not one of them. Yeah, for real. Queen. Other unchanging questions? I like <laughs> that we went off on a Bjork tangent because <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've we've talked about Bjork much on the podcast, but I'm a mm. big fan. Yeah. 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 It got real if solemn when I brought this shit up. Should we bring back <laughs> some mad villain beats or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> right? No, because this song is like quiet and powerful and kind yeah. of just like building and yeah, almost very feel minimal. bad yeah. like talking over it yeah. or something. Oh, okay. What um? What's <laughs> your accordion? theme music when you walk into a room? Oh, um, this is so lame. But when I used to train, um, I did a few tournaments, and back then it would have been. Uh, it's bigger than you. Oh. Um, Just because, you know, you, you don't feel much cooler depressed. than you do listening yeah. to that. Um, but now... It's so anthemic, too. Biden's it's like dead yeah. president. Right? <laughs> it's so heavy. But now yeah. I reckon it would be um, Riri and our boy. Oh, my God. My brain. Um, Riri like Rihanna? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, my God. And our guy, come on. Mm. How have I just forgotten his name? This is one of those moments. I don't listen to a lot of Rihanna. Um, well, it's not. It's like... Um, she's she's on the track, you know. She's on she's on the track. Oh, my God. I've, like, not forgotten... Not Lemon, is it? Yeah. I've forgotten, like, his name and his N -E -R -D? name. Yeah. But what's his name? Oh, my God. I'm not going to tell you. Pharrell, oh, babe. Yeah, and then um, almost like better if you don't say the track name so that th that person doesn't know that you forgot about oh that Pharrell, person. I'm sorry, <laughs> Pharrell. If you're listening, <laughs> baby, I'm sorry. I didn't mean he that. He listens to the podcast, <laughs> he's reached <laughs> out. <laughs> How could I? I reckon that would be a great track. Well, uh, Later, I'll have to edit this out. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna have to cut that out. 
I'll turn it up. <laughs> Sample it. Oh, good. No, that track is great. I love that track. It's so good. Drake on the remix is also good. True, true, true. L, maybe this one um, is easier for you than it is for Abby since it's her <laughs> first time here in Japan. But oh, oh, wait. I don't think L answered the question. Oh, did, did she not? What was the question? Your theme music when you walk into anywhere that if music was playing as your entrance, what would it be? It could be walking to a boxing ring or into a nightclub or just the music that would be playing when your character showed up for the first time on the silver screen. I don't know. Like, I've I actually really like I, I listen to a lot and a lot of music, but I don't like to listen to music to walk myself out because like it, um, it like the greatness of like my favorite track kind of makes me down <laughs> i reckon it would be like some drum and bass song or like yeah. some cyborg queen on the drum and bass song see, neptunes by the way my see you, you when i'm in a on a fight mood i'm silent that's when like if there's a lot of noise i'm like chill when there's like silence in my head that's when i'm at, as a know, former roommate I'm what I'm song not. have you seen L just like dancing, dancing like in her towel after yeah. a shower too? Uh, like doing some old school like right? punk dances. Too. See, this is a funny thing. I realize we all listen to our own music and our friends' music so much. <laughs> like, there's definitely I listen to like a lot of music when I'm just mm. chilling, trying to make myself feel good. Um, but you get so caught up in your own shit. I imagine you listen to your own stuff a lot because you're producing a lot. Oh, Activate yeah. is playing as you go to box. Yeah. You're about to box somebody, about to activate. Yeah. yeah, nothing right? to finish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you never listen to oh. you finish it mm. unless it's years down the track. That's a perfectly fine answer. If you <laughs> I, I or just, you should I just, just let like Aaron <laughs> choose for you. What is it like, Brian Eno? GK Bukuro by Bar Brian Eno. Hell's <laughs> fight song. Yeah. See, I don't <laughs> fight, <laughs> Super bro. Minimal. That's the thing. Like, I don't <laughs> fight, so. No, it doesn't have to be a fight. It just could just be like song. your energy. Like your Shaka aura. Khan, like, ah, That's actually my theme song. Oh, yeah. nice. That's a good one. See, Some big, big, big song. <laughs> yeah. Donna Summer, <laughs> something like that. Power ballad. That could be anything. Is that a power ballad? Mm, it's not sure. a ballad. It's not a ballad, but it is power. Yeah. Like, very powerful. Yeah, it's a big one. It's disco, though, really. Yes. What about uh, favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Go. One, two, three, go. <laughs> I don't know. You go. Oh, I'll actually side note. Well, uh, while we figure that out... Talk about, about Wu-Tang. So when we were um, uh, looking for our band name, we went to Wu-Tang um the name generator the name generator and the first one that came out was um childish gambino and you're like damn it's taken so then yeah, you guys exactly. it was, on that and that's too. how you guys got mad lover yeah is it true so yeah so it's um oh, uh, l howlett or was it like abishimada mm, because other lover. ones are all really tragic hey yeah they were pretty tragic mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, so this project comes from oh, the Wu-Tang name generator? Yeah, yeah. Dope. We wanted to do a little ode to... um. Well, I thought it was really funny that Eru was like, man, Childish Gambino looks 
an awful lot like little Glover. And that's fine, you know. <laughs> if you didn't watch Community, you don't know. So, Wait, but now we know. this is a thing that really happened? This happened. I like that. But we're here, Still we're back. Still hella cute. Yeah, hella cute, exactly. Sorry. And <laughs> happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like losing my head like yeah? losing my mind i was like look at this photo and look at that photo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same person <laughs> she's like charlie in the mail room <laughs> look at it Who's how have people there? not figured out that they're the same person and like the whole room went silent mm. like, i felt like that yeah, the i first thought you were joking I, the yeah. first time i found out that jim carrey and mariah carrey were stepbrother and sisters that was oh. dude yeah. okay and Drew right. Carey's their dad. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Stop Glover's it. dad is Danny Stop Glover. It. <laughs> Stop. This is not information. This is <laughs> no, we were lying when we said we didn't spit fact absolute check. facts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you but don't old, want facts. Old dirty bastard. I reckon. Sure. This is, this I don't is know, like Method a... Man. I don't uh, know. Everybody's good in the clan. Inspect yeah, the it's ducks on. Yeah. How about uh, Mary Fuck Kill? Family Mart, Lawson's, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Mary. Well, you pick, like, rank them one, two, and three. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, actually, no. Family Mart, 7-Eleven, Lawson's. Lawson's. Okay. Um, fuck, Mary kill, probably. Okay. So you prioritize <laughs> the fuck over the Mary. Yeah, I mean, if it was like commit, fuck, commitment, mm. kill would be like commitment, fuck, kill, but marry, mm. I don't know. Okay. Fuck, marry, kill. They're just the term marry. I'm like, yeah, yeah, who's gonna trash? Not interested but it's in a beautiful marriage. notion for sure. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Well, oh, a true Japanese. Did you do that? A true humble <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> you can um, do what you want, baby. It's it's yeah, your time. That's my answer. So okay. family mat, family mat, family mat. Hey. <laughs> wow. That's the correct answer, by oh. the way. I just want to let everybody know that listens to the podcast. Shout okay. out to Pharrell. He knows. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pharrell. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Um, <laughs> is there anyone whose adulation or recognition that if you heard through the grapevine or you got it directly, it would make your life or you know, who's your senpai that you want to mm. be recognized by? When I went to LA, I met one of my, like, um, a hero um, whose name is Miguel Atwood Ferguson. Yes. Um, just incredible string arranger. Um, have, like, um, have worked with many great hip-hop artists. Um like all around Brian Feeder and Stone Throw, also like more like major, but Flying Lotus and like, you know, and Drake and all that stuff as well, like um, Madonna. But um, he's known for, well, or at least I've discovered him, his work through um, the tribute to Jay Dilla, where he um, arranged strings. Like sweet for Mud. Yeah, so for my joke, so he um, basically transcribed this hip hop um, into like a thirty to forty piece orchestra, and yeah, like oh, it's wow. incredible. Like it's incredible, and it's it's 
given me such like perspective on what string can be because before then I was like there's those hip hop and stuff and there's strings and it's a separate thing and I was like whoa um, mind blown so when I went to LA I just sent him a, like email from his website going um, hello so my name is Elshmeda and I really like you and um, how much for a lesson and <laughs> <laughs> down to business and then he was like hey actually the thing is like I love teaching and this must be a sign like I have few days off just coming to my studio oh, wow. and you know I'll show you what I show you and um, yeah he didn't let me pay or anything and he gave me like yeah just mountain of work that I need to work on including like you know he transcribed like so many um phrases from like jazz and hip-hop and soul and everything and he just transcribed and he's like yeah practice all these but the biggest lesson was when I'm, he was like hey I know that you also you know write some beats and like do your original music show me and I was like you know, front of my grades, so I was like, oh, you know, my beats are nothing, like, you know, it's not done, like, belittling myself, like, um, not even humbling myself. Very Japanese of you. I was just really nervous, you know, like, he's, he's my hero, mm -hmm. and he said, stop, and risk, and then said something that I really believe in, still think about when I finish the beat, which is like, Humble, like stay humble to your skill and work on your skill, but never um, talk shit about your beats and your music because your music is, it's consider your music as another person. You have to respect it. You have to love it and treat it like, you know, it's a loved one and let your music have its own journey. And that, that's, that in itself is a huge lesson, you know? Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and, that's you know, dope. we have nothing to do with each other. Like, he was just mm. like, oh, this random girl, I'll just yeah. give all my wisdom. Yeah, that's, oh, that's so a dope nice. kindness, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. Very cool. That's very important, yeah, because you wouldn't, I wouldn't treat anyone the way I treat myself, <laughs> you know? That's, that's wise words. That's really cool. What about you, Abby? Who's your Who would I? Senpai? Man, see, I'm trying to think about that. It's really hard. I would love, like, it's funny because the respect of my peers and my own community is, like, so important to me. Um, but to get a little, like, you're on the right path, child, from Georgia would be incredible. Just from that, like, Georgia, Georgia and, and Malja, so, yeah. Um, or Prince, <laughs> again. Mm. Or even, like, um, as far as, like, poetry and words and just, like, Life journey is considered maybe even Patty Smith. Yeah. Super dope. Bet. Yeah. Super dope. And Alan Chiller. But really, like you, you, um, you have inspired and accepted us into like your space in such a. I think I, I think you guys are giving me way too much credit. It's very you're saying very nice things, but I haven't done mm. shit. Like you know. Well, let, let's see what we make out of it, and then we'll then Well, we we'll got decide. two new members of the podcast out of this right. arrangement, so I feel tremendously grateful, Ooh. sir. <laughs> hey, man, you know, that's why I just 
live life making people feel good. But something that <laughs> like you do is like you know you're really supportive with musical stuff, but like you always take care of uh, what makes me me and what makes Abby Abby like you know and you know like we if we don't feel good within ourselves our music ain't gonna be good so like bringing you the know up. all that and i don't know yeah bringing up the next gen love you son <laughs> <laughs> i love you guys too that's a, that's a very sweet thing to say thank you I think that's a really good way to go out on this podcast. Is there Indeed. anything else? Podcast. Yeah, that's a really good way to go out on this podcast. <laughs> is, is there is there any um is there anything else that you ladies would like to say before we sign off? Uh, get your hands in the dirt, especially in people living in Tokyo City. Don't mm. forget to get out, like you were saying. Get to the beach, get your feet in the sand. Mm. Never forget. Mm. And thank you both so much for inviting us into your space. Our pleasure. Our podcast. pleasure. Yeah. I got a new Absolutely. podcast to listen to now. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pretty good podcast. Thank you guys. But I got a long so flight. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, there's a few that are pretty good. Vibe. Um, I like this episode. Yeah. Dreams. Well, I'll be in Tokyo for two ma- two more months. I'd love to some help on discovering this, rediscovering this city, and you know, hit me up. If Do you I'm have any shows coming up? Not for a while. We just did uh, like twelve shows in a couple okay. weeks and or oh, three or whatever. Um, but yes, hit me up for some gigs. Mm-hmm. gigs okay. Gigs, gigs. Well, speaking um, of, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for you guys to have us around. And thank you. We'll definitely hang out again before you mm-hmm. take off in a few months. Mm-hmm. But speaking of gigs, late. Do you want to hit them with the gig calendar? Nice. Upcoming Indeed. jams. Indeed, indeed. This um, is the weather forecast portion of the podcast, yeah. and we'll be rebranding the weather forecast title uh, nice. around episode 100. We've got to discuss those things, but <laughs> this is this is coming out on Friday. Yeah, this will be out uh, the oh, 16th. Yeah. Aaron, do you have any shows coming up? Oh, that's right. Um, oh, true. Well, it's not. I mean, I'll be playing, but it's more uh, <coughs> just for anyone who listens to this that wants to know where all the beats are at on Sunday. Uh, Wall and Wall, which is a new venue. That's uh, Shibuya, yeah. Yeah, is um FKD the beatmaker has got a new project out on Oilworks, and so it's fucking everybody's on. Like yeah, Olive, Olive, and them coming up from Fukuoka. Buddha's on there. I'm playing. Fitz is on there. Um, you said Sunday too. Yeah. Okay. Afternoon three. So if anyone's around on Sunday and you want to, um, you know, see what Tokyo beat culture and stuff is all about. Mm. Everybody's uh, right. sounds mm. really dope. Vibey, vibey. Oh, I was talking to Lidley uh, the other day. You're you're cool with Lidley, yeah? Yeah. You should come and co-host that episode that we'll do with him maybe September. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Anything else, late? Uh, it's a little bit of a light week. Actually, it's a super light week. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of the regular shows that happen. Nucleus, Slow Lights. Yeah, we've all, we talked about all these yeah. people before. Shout out to Ilsugi. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Shiori Bradshaw, DJ Kinsuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to me every Thursday at Coins Thomas. Bar with Urban Aristocrat. You. Uh, the breakdown is happening Sunday, uh, Saturday the 24th. Those are guys at Coins Bar in Shibuya. Yes, yes. Really wonderful hip-hop stuff. Wait. Oh, yeah. Time traveling. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. I think it's that's a gift it. and a curse yeah. again. 
Um, the calendar is thick. I just updated it. There's a lot of shit happening this summer. Uh, not just talking about the festivals. A lot of people are coming. Doja Cat is coming. Um, Brockhampton uh. is this week. Ragey Snow is in Ooh. like two weeks. There are a lot of dope people coming in a couple months. So yeah, peep that calendar, guys. And... Kiefer's going to be here, too. Yes. October. That's right. Damn. You performing with him on that? Yeah. He, better, he better hope I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, if we're talking about <laughs> piano playing, fuck. Yeah. 1014, <laughs> Billboard. <laughs> it's going to be another beat the best beat battle. <laughs> Kiefer versus Aaron Jola. I mean, Jola, not if we're on the SPs, but, you know, if there's yeah. a couple of Yamahas sitting around. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's it. Mega Late Show, number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast, episode number 84. Do stuff. Thank you guys so much. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Ah, yes. Yeah, so mine is still under Abby Howlett. The new stuff will be coming out under Quartz Pistol. And that's A-B-B-E-Y. That's it. H-O-W-L-E-T. And Instagram, um, E-L-L-E-S-H-I-M-A-D-A. So um, on my Instagram, there's a link to like videos and releases so that's a good one i barely use facebook elshmada music um you can find some songs on all platforms on activate elshmada featuring abby hallett and kazala oslo that's about it yeah find me i'm not scary talk to me Mm -hmm. i might be scary but let's find out (laughs) interesting What did you call him earlier? A's? As. As? As. I'm I'm about to start calling you that. As? Do it. Most people do. Social media-ness? You can find me at www.fitzambrose.com. 420 Pod Smoker (laughs) at Yahoo. Nice. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's.
afford to cover the course of course maybe settle that one in court cause judging by the basics y'all already comfortable stuck up in the matrix shit is basic patch credentials but understand your favorite rapper peep my gold potential i'm out of shame been past it trying to fit the circle cause i don't know how to act shit half of y'all is steady insecure don't try to backflip just because the seasoning and flow's already active only four years fantastic young veteran new classic nah knock the walls off fuck the whole key we gonna hinge the whole door off i'm still ad never forget it it's life after death roll the credits credit my mega take a trip to see jamaica molly spirit with the vapor back design that's the nature africa the new america i hope i run this permanent and this i put my pen in it got my land and my permit with it bone on my bone flesh of my flesh greatness in me you can't make me feel less less whole i'm not impressed best mode got my afro like an impress great state i'm in in all states i'm in i might find a form in my melanin great state i'm in in all states i'm in i might find a form Great state I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Great state I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Yeah.